0: Nick, you know why you're able to be on this podcast this week? Because the fine folks at Squarespace are bringing it right to you, to you personally. Did you know Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, like videogamebaby.net, if you wanted to have that, or your online store so you can make t-shirts? For a free trial and 10% off, Nick... You can visit squarespacecom slash thumbs and enter the offer code thumbs at checkout. Just remember, a better web starts with your website.
1: Oh remember Sean. All
0: right, remember me. <laughs> Never forget Nick. Avenge me. Avenge on this me. Podcast. <laughs> Let's fucking do this. Let's nail this thing to the motherfucking wall. I'm not gonna be here. You're not gonna be here. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta do well. Uh... <laughs> you gotta break. <sighs> <sighs> All right, a little less of that. (laughs) <laughs> City. <laughs> City? <laughs> you
2: guys gonna talk about Mario Kart? Oh, fuck yeah! We, yes. I haven't played it. I want to on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good one.
3: <laughs> it is June fourth, twenty fourteen. This is Idle Thumbs one hundred sixty one. I'm Chris Remo.
1: I'm Jake Rodkin, and I'm Nick Brecken.
3: <laughs> welcome
2: everyone i hey. feel so welcome nick welcome thank you chris jake, welcome. welcome oh i'm welcome i'm, I'm always
3: welcome welcome <laughs> you can't welcome yourself that's <laughs> not how welcoming works you can't tell me what to do you're welcome
1: <laughs> thank you
2: are we are we in the podcast now yeah thanks <laughs> jake thanks nick, <laughs> thanks, nick. <laughs> yeah Chris, you have to laugh now.
3: Ha ha. Oh, thanks, Chris. Uh,
2: mm. I guess. Uh, <laughs> 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 We're not in the podcast. Yes,
1: we are. No. <laughs> I don't want to be in it. I guess I can. <laughs>
2: uh, video games. Yeah, have you heard about those? They got them this I week.
3: guess. The only thing I care about is Mario Kart is Mario Kart right? is the only thing yeah, I care well, about let's just Luigi. let's, let's so drill Luigi, this down right yes, you know, no, okay the, the only star. thing you care about is not Mario Kart it is not Luigi it is gifs of Luigi yeah, in the only I Mario I care Kart it's gifs yeah. of <laughs> Luigi staring at other characters in Mario Kart that's all i care about right at this mo- particular moment yeah. in time so that's all i I could I could care about Mario Kart 8 i would like to play Mario Kart 8 but presently the only thing i care about is gifs I, of Luigi so those gifs <laughs> I love the gif so what much. What do you say about it? I didn't know what this was. I didn't. I knew that there was a new Mario Kart coming out. I didn't really know anything about it. And then suddenly, like, just. Well, it was weird because there was the one the day nowhere. where it was just the one gif. The gif of, there of was a while Luigi GIF. exploding,
1: right. and then the camera so, pans over right. to see Luigi just, mm-hmm. like, fucking staring him down. And I personally assumed that that was cinematic? a one off. Yeah. That it was a cinematic, that it was, that it was maybe just, like, one of 30 animations that might play or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just assumed,
2: eh. What you didn't know is that's just that's what just the that game. game is. That's a game that you play. Yeah, I saw that. And and I was like, "What now? was that? That was crazy!" Mm-hmm. And then another one came out. I was what like, a okay, wait a minute. Yeah, this has got to be what the game is. Yeah, I have to buy Mario Kart Eight now. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, and I played it all of last night. And yeah. uh, I, is it just full of sassy
1: faces? Like, what is the? That? <laughs> um, like, that's a replay mode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you notice it when you're playing though? Uh, I
2: don't want to really... hear about the game. I just want to hear about. The- so, okay. <laughs> I'll go back to actually talking about Mario Kart in a Fine. second. But but suffice to say it has a replay mode. It has it's it's actually um it has a really like heavily ingrained replay mode. Like they didn't I didn't read any previews about this, so I don't know what they talked about, but the the replays are like they're everywhere. At the end of a race, um in, like, in previous Mario Kart games, it would just show your guy running around the track winning, and it still does that for a little bit, but then you hit A, and the first thing at the top is watch replay, and then the next thing, if you're in Grand Prix mode, is go to next next mode, but the replay mode, you have, like, slight ability to tweak the camera around, you can hit a trigger at any point, and it goes to slow-mo, which is why those GIFs mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. have appeared, um... I don't think that the replay mode looks quite as, like, cinematically evocative as these GIFs because most of the GIFs, I think, are people recording like, the screen with their cell phone. Recompositing. Which right, is where, like, you'll right get, like, the the, why there's, yeah. like, the handheld and the slight overexposure. Yep. Um, but you notice all of that stuff in the GIFs. and Or in the GIFs. You <laughs> see <in> the GIFs. <laughs> so you notice it in the replay where you're playing, and it's not just a full replay. It's an actual edited highlight reel where it tries to shoot intelligently what's happening. It tries to That's only awesome. show you your big moments. So you'll play a Grand Prix race, and then, but it doesn't only show the good stuff; it shows anything notable. So if you had a really shitty race, you just get a montage of you just getting fucking wrecked <laughs> by just, Luigi,
3: hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Totally
2: entirely. Everyone by Luigi. has sort of like happy faces, smug faces, and stuff, but Luigi yeah. has that fucking desk stare. So whenever Luigi does anything, he does just go, "You son of a bitch!"
3: when he drives by. I like that Luigi is the focal point of this meme that has cropped up. It feels reality. like it's like yeah. cuz it's like the year of Luigi is over after, after the year, and year of now, Luigi like Quentin Tarantino is directing like, the Luigi yes. replay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah,
2: it's just Luigi has a fucking list that has every over? character
3: ever made. I'd say when my year is over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just the year of Luigi is not over. The year of Luigi has right. just it's, begun. Yeah, but yeah. this is exactly. the year of Luigi on his terms. Like this is Right, exactly. Yeah. Luigi's year of Luigi. Yep. Yep.
3: Where you would murder your fucking ass forever. <laughs> the thing that was crazy about it to me, and this isn't intrinsic to replay mode, but it definitely is um, highlighted by replay mode, is you play a game, like, so I haven't played Mario Kart 8, but I've, you know, I've played basically every other Mario Kart game that exists, and I assume this one is not, like, a complete reinvention of Mario Kart, No, right? it's so, not. It's a... Yeah, so, like, basically, in a Mario Kart game, you're still doing the same stuff that you've been doing in Mario Kart games like since the SNES, essentially, right? Like there's right. more stuff in it. You drive, but, like, you pick up stuff, you drive yeah, other people. Like it hasn't the genre has not really changed all that much relative to some genres. Um, but now it's just all of those things are literalized into this like incredibly representational, super high fidelity thing where you actually see a character like do a wind up and then pitch a shell <laughs> right. and it flies through the mm. air and has collision. But like that's and also like physics. Explosion. That's enough mm. even
2: for like a current gen game. But then they also decide to have that character's like eyes move to you first. <laughs> then their head slowly turns <laughs> yeah. to you and they make a face that encapsulates <laughs> their feelings about how they fucking wrecked you. No, <laughs> totally. And you can look at it in slow motion. Like it's just, yeah. yep. it's incredible. Yeah.
3: <sighs> it's stupid,
2: but it's, it's so such good.
3: A, it's su- that's such a good usage of like, modern computing capabilities you know like modern real-time uh capabilities of like video game hardware that's such a great place to put those resources yeah it's it's if you're making a fairly simple game it's good for the
2: stupid novelty value and it's also like well it's it's all novel but like when you when you get to the end of the grand prix race i think that it shows your replays going back through all of the races on that circuit that can't be because it doesn't have those courses loaded it just feels like that i guess but uh it might only be at I don't know the the replay thing, they cared. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird yeah. that, I don't, I don't there,
3: know. There, I presumably like there's no actual connectivity or anything with that because it like, has online multiplayer as well. Okay, because the thing that would I, don't be think, I don't think about this I don't think I you can upload if it to you could YouTube. Share the I mean Nintendo would be the last company that would. Have I haven't to do gotten into it at all yet, but I know that <laughs> the replays. The other thing that I think if this game could just spit out gifs, it would be unstoppable. I
1: the, the funny thing is, though, like, it has, it well, there isn't It is an editor, clearly though. doesn't really matter now. It's so weird that, like, well, you just, can just find it, it and you're yeah, good. It's, it's so true. crazy. I mean, because, like, that true. that seemed like to be the focus, like, three or four years ago. Everyone was like, oh, can you output your video to the yeah, web yeah. or whatever? And now it's just now completely it's like my, subverted by actual. Like, by having a yeah. huge
2: TV which doesn't have a flickery refresh rate like mm-hmm. a CRT and by having a smartphone that can capture it at a reasonable exposure level, you can basically get the point across. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, true. But yeah, I know, like, they they call, like, There's always sort of been the conceit that Lucky 2 is helping you and also filming it Uh, like he does in other Mario games. Uh, But they claim in this that it's on MKTV, which is Mario Kart TV. Uh And that's also what, like, there's little cheesy, like, race and race branding on the replays and stuff. But there's also, I believe, a full editor for the replay system as well, which I haven't looked at yet. Or at least, like, you can cut clips and do stuff. That's cool, yeah. I didn't get into it. I only, yeah. I basically got Mario Kart, loaded up the Grand Prix, and just raced as often as I could until I unlocked as many courses as I could before I wanted to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was maybe not the optimal way to do it because I feel like I'm now running out of single-player content. But whatever.
3: What do you think about the game? It's Mario Kart.
2: Um, (laughs) It feels like...
3: It seems like it's been really well-received. I
2: didn't play Mario Kart on the Wii, which I think a lot of people played. Uh Um, The last one that I think I really played... Well, the one that I... I played... Super Nintendo Mario Kart, a ton. I played N64 Mario Kart because everyone played yeah. that. And then I played a shitload of Nintendo DS Mario Kart. Mm. Um, the one where you had to like b- blow into it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh-huh. do stuff. Yeah. Like I played a ton of that, and then I didn't really play Double Dash. I didn't really play I the Wii one. I know, I played a little Double Dash and it was cool, but this this one feels like one of the one of the games in the Nintendo cycle where they look back and do a sort of, like, reassessment mm. and cleaning pass instead of an add okay, features pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I just said that and realized that I can now pitch everything in this game that is insane and is a complete add and was never in a Mario Kart game. because so what, th- right. other than replay? Um, in this game, well, maybe this was in the other games as well, but uh, in recent games, but in this game... In in addition to picking your character, which I think always has had sort of the the the... stats of, like, Bowser is uh, Mm -hmm. slow to accelerate, but has Mm -hmm. a high top speed or whatever, you can pick your chassis of your car, you can pick the wheels on your car, and you can also pick a fucking hang glider or parachute or something. Um, Mm. And that, that combination you can mix and match to optimize different stats, and as you play through the game, you unlock more of that stuff. It's... I think there's there is some measurable consequence to it, but what it's is a hang glider m- and parachute for? Um, okay, so that's the the <clears> other <throat> additional thing about this is that the courses are not all tied to the ground anymore. So it also just um, it the courses will just run up off the ground, just like like if you looked at like the GameCube F Zero or Wipeout or something, where the courses just have no real bearing on gravity, they'll be yeah, following yeah, yeah. along. Mm-hmm. So you'll hit this like blue stripe in the road, and then your tires flip down and just run perpendicular to the ground and start glowing blue and they're like hover grip things like back to the future Two flying car or something like that so that's one of the things your car just kind of does automatically it's not it's not a skill thing but then occasionally the track will just disappear from beneath you you hit another one of those blue strips and your hang glider deploys and then you have to sail to the next piece of track Mm. so it's just a gigantic long jump uh, where, well, there's like, some but, stuff like that in N sixty four. Like but, if you pull yeah. but like if you pull back on this, your hang glider will actually like glide up and you can find secrets mm. in the gliding parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are places where like there is just a jump uh over some just like muck, but if you notice there's a slight secret route that has the blue strip on it, which means that when you hit the jump your hang glider will deploy and you can fly and stuff. Um hmm. it all sounds gratuitous and insane but when you're actually just <clears throat> driving along the track it you don't the funny thing f- is you don't feel any of that at all it feels like
1: there's some lineage in the series for that kind of stuff like i the, in the super Nintendo version there were a lot of shortcuts and then also like it's weird like watching speed runs of i watched somebody do a bunch of speed runs of the n64 version and there are these weird level hacks that like are just known when you're playing that game competitively that some of them are hacks and some of them are just weird shortcuts that you can take so it feels right. like maybe they i don't know
2: yeah it's it's incorporated um, some of that yeah it feel it feels like a lot of the the sort of <clears throat> the weird ability to poke around and find other things in the level to slightly optimize your route feel like they're formalized and pumped way up but mm-hmm. they're also it allows the track design to be completely f- f- just outrageous in a way that other Mario Kart levels aren't but didn't didn't feel bad like it the it's it's packaged together aesthetically so cleanly that you don't notice but like i was playing some level where i was driving around through like a, a city like some of the levels are and then i noticed on one lap that there were some like one of the the curbs was curved up like the, you know just on an angle and that it had the blue stripes on it and i was like oh, okay i guess that probably means that i can just ride along the wall for part of the level so i did and then that ended up just taking me off into a completely other part of the game and it looked insane to someone who is watching it because I just like went broop and the whole level just rotated ninety degrees and I was driving yeah, yeah. along the sides of buildings and like ducking into an alleyway by way of a wall and then like a hang glider deployed and I eventually kind of recentered on the rest of the map. But when you're playing it, it just feels like you've
3: found another cool secret in the level. Yeah. I mean that, that is what games like you know f Zero and stuff kind of feel like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. games like futuristic racing games. Yeah. Where it's just like I'm gonna trust that this just Whereas goes.
2: In Mario Kart it just feels more like it's like a like this is a a gross cross of things, but like a Pixar version of a Looney Tunes cartoon or something, where it has the that mm-hmm. sort of modern Nintendo, like when modern Nintendo looks really good, it effectively looks like they're looking like they're doing sort of a CG Disney yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But the just madness of Mario Kart makes it feel way more just like slapstick, and they mm-hmm, don't right. actually care about about anything. Yeah. Um, also, I think it might be the nicest looking game that Nintendo's made, which is weird. It just looks good yeah they've,
3: i mean yeah that's not surprising to me i mean nintendo has a pretty good record of just making their stuff look better and better yeah
2: every now and then they put out something that just looks like it
3: comes from yeah. a b team for sure definitely. but yeah definitely but they're like i mean like big core things yep. like for the and most part anyway. i
2: think it's been a recent mario kart trend to have sort of two concurrent uh like campaigns that you can jump between where it has the the um I can't even remember the order of operations of the of the 3 of the 3 cups and then the special cups whatever it is it's like is it just mushroom flower star it might be I don't remember what what yeah, I don't remember And then special that it into the rainbow road but yeah. then it also has the shell cup the banana cup and the leaf cup underneath which are all classic levels from previous Mario Kart. but they've oh, been on on, that? on, a, cool. on a fair number of them Yeah but um some of them go all the way back to the Super Nintendo cool but they didn't they they completely redid the art and it's it's a thing that I I guess one can have mixed feelings about, but like the execution of them is so is so strong. I'm like, I'm playing whatever it is, like Donut Planes 3 from the Super Nintendo Mario Kart, which I still know from playing that game to death, mm-hmm. but it looks like the nicest sort of cartoon right. aesthetic that I've ever played, and it's one of those moments where you look at it and just go if 11 year old me from Mario Kart era could if you told him this is the future of video games I would not only believe it but I would not know what to do with myself forever Um, (laughs) but yeah it's it's it is also just Mario Kart like it's not yeah yeah yeah. you're playing I'm happy because I am playing Mario Kart like I'm driving my Mario around (laughs) (laughs) he's winning Who, who who are your plans um I've definitely put a lot of Waluigi time in because yes. how could I not? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think I think people sent us all of those Luigi gifs mostly because that first one was of Waluigi getting yeah, destroyed yeah, yeah, by yeah. Luigi. Yeah. Um, played as Luigi a little bit because I wanted to see his pissed off face. <laughs> uh, basically, I played as Waluigi, though, and tried to build just the most aesthetically disgusting car that I could to put him <laughs> in because he has like this yeah. little... Round-looking pod, the one that he gets wrecked in in the uh-huh. uh, in the gif where it's just like a little circle that has like inflatable wings coming off of the back. But then I unlocked inflatable rainbow-colored tires that were not very good, <laughs> and then just gave him the shitty parachute that doesn't work very well. And like he just he's just yeah. a fucking mess. Yeah, it was yeah, good, yeah, that's, but that's... then when he wins, you feel really good, right? Because uh, just wallowing and his shit heap car doesn't. Does <laughs> <it all. laughs> I don't know. It's it's fucking Mario Kart. I yeah. wanted to bring it in so we could play it today, but then I didn't you bring the power adapter, adapter in. Yeah. Because it did the so okay. We'll now we'll now just take a little uh, a little, little side little route shortcut, into the in little, Andy Rooney territory. <laughs> yeah. So the AV adapter and power adapter on the back of the Wii U are identical to the ones on the back of the Wii. The AV uh, plug is in fact a hundred percent compatible. The power adapter, <laughs> though, it is the exact same size. Um, you know how the Wii stuff—it's always like it's the the square that has the one corner. So yes. they have to make it like look cool and angled. It's just a different side of the plug is angled on the Wii U. So it looks
3: exactly the same. <laughs> well, they probably do that because they need different powers. But so. why make them look like? <laughs> I did I did it twice when right, I first you bought my brain, Wii U. You're like, oh yeah, this looks the same. It I, well,
2: I I started unplugging my Wii because I'm like, I got a Wii U to replace you, and then I looked at the connectors and was like. Oh my god! Nintendo did the thing that no one does. Right. They actually have an upgrade path where it's like you already have this threaded through your fucking entertainment system. Replace yes. your Wii U or your Wii with your Wii U. Just plug it in, and then I just I plugged the AV cable in and the sensor bar. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> no, no. And then I did it again today. Like, and then I remembered. Like, not only was I mad at Nintendo, but I was mad at myself because I made the exact same mistake <laughs> twice
3: oh terrible so in your brain this morning you're like oh it uses the same cables i'll just yeah. leave that at home i unplugged mm-hmm. it i was like oh we have a Wii at work this looks exactly like the... i must have just done that <laughs> right.
2: and then because i was also in a hurry i was like thank god i don't have to unthread this power cable right. through the whole
4: <laughs>
2: yeah it made me feel really cool well it's because you are cool oh that's true yeah that's why so that was that was the mario kart 10 or whatever however long that was 80 Mario Kart ten? <laughs>
3: Minutes. Oh. That's Mario. our new yeah, segment. Right. Are, Mario Kart the Mario Kart. Yeah, ten right. on eight. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, that needs to have just a da-da-da,
3: like shitty. <laughs> it's theme. in ten eight time signature. Yes. Yes, it is Chris.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There was there was a review of Mario Kart on Polygon that basically said it is really good and you'll be happy all the time, but it is Mario Kart, and I read that before I bought the game and said, That's probably how I'll feel and then I that's yeah. exactly how I felt. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I haven't played any multiplayer yet. I haven't uh, gotten. I heard it's not enough. very good.
1: The battle th- mode because they've used the same tracks. Or yeah, the, I don't the, think there's the I don't think there specific. There's no arena-based know. battle right. mode in this game. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. which is
2: dumb. Multiplayer racing is is fun in Mario Kart, but yeah. it's you always want to play a few rounds of that and then just be like, okay, fuck it, we're now yeah. gonna go and get in and right. do Mario yeah. Kart DM where we shoot shit at each other. Yeah. Yeah. When I played Mario Kart DS, I almost always played uh, battle. Yeah, mode Yeah, battle
3: mode was super prevalent in that game.
2: Because that was the one with, that was the the balloons, but it was one where you had to blow up the balloons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. which made it hilarious. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that was a good game. Man. Also, that was like their first online game, I think.
2: It was. It might have been, yeah. Like, it was. Because it had, it, ever, it, I, we only ever played it on LAN play, I think, though, just, if honest, Oh, really? On Wi-Fi. I,
3: I, I went through a phase where I played it online. <clears throat> on I played it online. It I it was played it at Shaq Meets. It was fine to just play, ran- <laughs> it sucked to deal with friend codes, but if you were just doing random, it was fine.
1: I ended up getting paired with a lot of people playing in Japan, I remember. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It was weird.
3: Yeah, I've, I've heard the online in this, like the, the battle mode itself
2: is lame, but that just from an online connectivity standpoint, it plays really nicely.
3: Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. Bring in that power cable.
2: I know. I also haven't gotten to, I haven't bothered to try competing at 150cc because oh, I'm not good enough mm, at getting those gold need sparks. those extra
1: cc's. <sighs> do
3: you have Pikmin 3? I forget. I do have Pikmin 3. Bring that in too. I will gotta check out that
1: Pikmin. you haven't played Pikmin 3 yet no I no neither oh my god after Pikmin. all i feel like no but i just feel like you're your name your, name your name is like embroiled your in your name 3. On, you're on, gaff, on the wikipedia right you're,
2: you're like sub your subtitle on yeah, gaff yeah links to you getting miyamoto to confirm there would be a Pikmin <clears throat> 3 like four years yeah, before it was it's announced. Like part of your legacy yeah. in classic cheeky nintendo style i was like well of course i mean we're planning on doing more things with pigment games you will be surprised or whatever <laughs> I think it was more concrete than that, but yeah. um, Pikmin 3 coming for Wii U. I don't have
3: a Wii U, so... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, also, because of Mm. Smash Brothers, and because Smash Brothers is a game that you cannot play with anything other than a GameCube controller if you want to be a real Smash Brothers player, Nintendo announced that there's a USB to four GameCube plug adapter coming out, presumably to be plugged into the Wii U, but I think the only reason that I'm excited about it is that I hope that that means you can directly plug... GameCube controllers into a PC and run Pikmin 2 oh my God. on Dolphin oh, emulator. We do Jesus, that. right? Because we, wow. we've played it on the Dolphin emulator, we've had to play it on uh 360 controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: But like, not nearly as good.
2: I mean, I'm sure you can buy a USB to GameCube adapter on Amazon, but Nintendo yeah. just making one officially is making hilarious. four way yeah. yeah
3: hub yeah.
2: I don't know if it's actually going to be compatible or not, but it's because it, it says no. it uses, someone will make it compatible. It says it's it uses, USB. It, someone it, will make it. It says it has two USB ports. But um, it was postulated that one of those is for power and one of them is for data, potentially. Hmm. Um, so I can't imagine. But if someone Nintendo not makes an official peripheral that, or... that lets you plug official Nintendo consoles into a standard
3: plug, that means someone will figure out how to reverse sure. engineer it and yeah, make for, it supported definitely. in Dolphin. If it's USB, it'll just send data, so someone has to figure out how to interpret the so data. So then you can have that little adapter
2: that has like two cords and then just goes to a little rounded chunk of four cables or of four ports mm-hmm. then I can plug my four WaveBird adapters into those four ports <laughs> and then we can have four uh, wireless GameCube controllers yeah. plugged into a computer. Also, and play thing that too. was
3: crazy to me when I think about like on a single console, basically if you just if you just own a Wii U the number of officially supported yeah. input devices so just crazy. for Nintendo is nuts because that will be GameCube controllers Wii remotes yep. with the nunchuck, the uh, like classic controller, um, in the Wii pad, the Wii U pad, and there's Wii also a Wii thing. U
2: specific wireless uh dual stick gamepad that's not the classic right, controller. Right, yes. right. It's will be the ultimate crazy. compilation, and like photo. Wii Motion Plus, and just every like yeah, Wii, Wii Fit balance board, yeah. the Mario yeah, like, Kart steering wheel. Like, steering right, that's only first like, party. These are all first your first Wii party, Rock like, Band
1: guitar even, plugged into like a <laughs> nunchuck just, plugged just into the
2: um. Looking at the box for. Super Mario 3D World cuz that game I think the new Super Mario Brothers U games are the same way where it's like supports mm. Wii remote alone. Wii remote like Wii remote on its side. Wii remote <laughs> with nunchuck. With yeah. nunchuck classic Wii remote with classic controller wired or like gamepad. It's just like just to play Mario <laughs> right. but it's because they deliberately designed that game so that it can go all the way down to being controlled like the NES, like NES game NES. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all the way up to just like you've strapped your body into a fucking <laughs> mech suit. Yeah, I don't know. It's but yeah, with Smash Brothers also being like, and why not the Wavebird? Like, <laughs> yeah. Plug a yeah. USB adapter into the back of your system to plug an official controller from 2001 into your <laughs> system. That yeah, that so that is like they have like 15 years of controller backwards compatibility in Smash yeah. Brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that's, that's pretty so much crazy. Because they can because with a first party game, you can't not support any of your official control right. methods.
4: And so, <laughs>
2: like <laughs> well yeah because i think they're also making new gamecube controllers for smash brothers because when they posted the thing saying here's the adapter oh yeah no it yeah. also had a picture it of a like gamecube it. controller but they like Blasted off the silk screening that said game that said GameCube and ju- it just has the Smash Brothers like plus logo oh, with the flames crazy. coming that out. That's just like the Smash so, controller. Uh, yeah, so if you're
3: like a competitive <laughs> Smash player,
2: just and you
3: don't have your GameCube controllers God, anymore, do you think that Nintendo will continue operating the way that they do and then with the next Mario game add also that? to like, <laughs> and If you got that GameCube adapter, you might as well <laughs> use that to play Mario. I mean, because essentially it's all just like what they really should do is fucking backpatch Pikmin that. three. Right. Oh, that's true. Mm. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's that be controller honest, Nintendo. is really good for Pikmin. It is. Yeah, with like Mario for that Pikmin competitive really scene. Really, like, where's care, Pikmin? But... Where's Pikmin two at Evo? It bums me out that that <laughs> game has zero chance of ever becoming a professional. It
2: has player. one chance, Chris. One last chance.
3: <laughs> God, Pikmin is so good. <sighs>
2: Okay, so Idle
1: times can just go there and start its own stream in the in the like conference hall next door.
2: <laughs> oh, man. you can that's
1: protest like- with, like, <laughs> where's Pikmin at Evo signs? When, we, just were at like the, when we were at California
2: Extreme, that retro game expo. Oh, was it there? Or was it at QuakeCon? Oh, it was at QuakeCon in Dallas. Yes. When we were in yeah. the hallway of the Hilton, there were just, like, four guys who had a CRT TV with their GameCube yep. plugged in, it in the hallway. Like, they yep. just unscrewed the thing in the floor and were just playing Smash Brothers on the floor for all of QuakeCon. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: whatever that would be me Yeah. at the age that I went to no, yeah. once I would have been so happy to find
3: an enclave of oh, man. So Smash
2: players I, can, I, I might have told this story on the podcast before but as far as like dorky dorks plugging a thing in in an inappropriate place to play Smash Brothers I was one of the people who decided it would be a really good idea to just stay up for multiple hours before Star Wars Phantom Menace came
3: out <laughs> sure. and there was a line at the theater in petaluma of like why would you have to stay up because it was fun to just like in ca- to go no, to no, the first show in the morning. no but i mean what what time was it that you would need to
2: the 10 a.m show the next day like literally oh, just because they didn't, for... yeah, then, they didn't do midnight showing yeah they didn't do midnight showing so you yeah. know, so if you wanted to yeah. be the first person to see it was like movie, 10 a.m friday was, it was the, the b- first day a
3: big yeah. mistake because you, you had to line up or... yeah to oh, be in the, yeah, be yeah, in yeah. the line to yeah, be in the 10 a.m screening
2: A ton of people did that because they thought Phantom Menace was going to be good. It was a mistake that much of (laughs) dorky America and the world made. (laughs) But someone, okay, real talk, me, realized (laughs) that a a ton of people wanted, basically like dorks in line wanted to be able to play a video game and someone, I think, said they were going to bring their TV but couldn't find a way to plug it in, then I realized that we could unscrew one of the lights on the marquee oh my because God. it was a standard socket light bulb and screw in one of those <laughs> plug-to-light things. So we just pulled the light off the marquee. Someone plugged that in. And then I think by around 1 in the morning, there was a throw rug and a couch and a the floor lamp along with people just playing N64
3: Smash Brothers <laughs> waiting in line for the Phantom Menace. Worse. you got to explain this the man. worst thing. I don't understand huh? what you're describing. With the outlet. I don't understand what you're talking
2: about. So you know, have you have you not seen this before? Where you can you can um, you can get a yeah. thing that is I've, just the two plugs of an ungrounded uh, electrical plug that you can just screw into a light socket. Oh, so we like someone boosted someone else up. They unscrewed a light Crazy. off of the blinking chase lights oh outside God. of the theater. <laughs> spilled water on the ground. No, then just plugged in. <laughs> We yeah. plugged in a, a extension cord of that, and then powered a small living room outside of this movie theater <laughs> off a six plug
3: outlet. And I guess the, it was just the middle of the night, so the theater wasn't. They didn't, there was no one there. Yeah, the no way. one was there.
2: Yeah. So that was, <laughs> as that's far as dorky good. things you do in high so school. If you look closely, you think are a the... good idea <laughs> that are the stupidest idea. That's one of them. Yeah. 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 So when I saw those <laughs> those kids who had uh, were playing Smash Brothers on the floor of QuakeCon because they just like unscrewed the little like brass plate in the floor I was like okay you're doing the Lord's work also it could one up you but it's really shameful <laughs> and then I saw the Phantom Menace
3: <laughs> did
2: you guys see those Star Wars Episode 7 set photo leaks <laughs> okay that's
3: I, did. I saw the one a couple of months ago with all the people at the table over there. That's not elite, Chris. That was, that was official. Well, p- what t- what are we doing? Yeah, really. Video games.
2: Oh, right. I've wasted most of this podcast. So, no. let's...
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played some video games.
2: Yeah, <laughs> what? Nick, did you? What? Uh, I played some video I, games. I you said <laughs> regretfully, wistfully, mournfully, unfortunately. Like uh, I mean, they're uh, my <laughs>
1: What'd I mean, you play? To, to be fair, they, it, it you know, yeah, they weren't video games yet. They were early access games on Steam. <laughs> they
2: weren't video games. They were early access Th- games.
1: They were the top two games on Steam. Uh, so I bought them and played them.
2: Oh, so you played the Forest?
1: I played the Stomping Land. I think it's called the Stomping something. The Stomping Land <laughs> and the Forest. Yeah.
2: I only played a Uh, couple minutes of the forest. What is the Mm. stomping land? Yeah, let's start with the stomping land. The stomping
1: land is easy. That'll that'll be thirty seconds. An easy Uh, video game for babies? Yes. No, it's actually not. It's so (laughs) it's, it's it's essentially the concept is Daisy but on a Jurassic Island and you play as a dude with a spear and you can ride dinosaurs. Um,
2: so So that sounds like your favorite game.
3: No, (laughs) Um, I'm saying it sounds like your favorite game. Well, it doesn't. eh. (laughs) Um, so this game had a Kickstarter.
1: It did. It, uh, has gotten a lot of press lately, so I thought I would check it out. Um, uh, you know, it's like a thing that was going around. Um, yeah, (laughs) well, I mean, it was, it's the number one game on steam right now. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so so I paid $25 to play a game that is barely a game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's just, um, I mean, it literally is its own concept. It's just Daisy, but within that skin. Uh, there's some good animation work. Um, like, one of the leads is a guy who I think was doing, like, VFX work for Hollywood or something. Um, yeah. Actually, no. Uh, fuck, what was he working on? But any, in any case. You're talking it, about The Stomping Land? Yeah. Because
2: The Forest is another... Like oh yeah a no mm-hmm. game that is oh. made by a film
1: yeah now that's that's who I'm thinking of that's, right 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 yeah that's that's team. what I'm thinking of okay. I think the animator on the stomping on the stomping land was um, in games but uh, regardless it's um, you know it's it's it really is just Daisy with dinosaurs <laughs> but doesn't work very well and has very little to do so uh, I I logged Could it seemed like it had
2: the potential to scale up the stuff or do you think because um, it feels like early access games have have well. Okay, I was gonna oh, They have three trajectories. They either yeah. go up or they kind of stay where they are or they don't. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> seems like incisive commentary. Yeah, 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 that was just
1: a sports interview. <laughs> it's just like I don't know we're gonna win or not gonna win. It's one of the
2: two, we'll see. Uh, um, yeah, yeah well, no, what it, was your what was your gut from playing it?
1: Uh it's it feels really early um i think that's my gut it, it it might be good i think they have some interesting ideas like they're um uh you know they're they're building in more of a um, a resource um uh, uh type of system um, rather than daisy which is which seems like very just loot everything and some of these things do things and you know you can, isn't that also the forest you can craft things in daisy the forest interesting is not so much a Daisy um alike it's as it its is. Sort of, it feels like... It's more like it Don't Starve. Like don't Starve. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, anyway, yeah. we'll
2: get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Force is more interesting of the two, but um yeah, Stopping Land, I don't know if I would recommend checking it out yet. It feels really, really early. Uh I mean... You, you know the the dinosaur animation and stuff it's 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 actually it works better than i thought it would
2: um do you play as a dinosaur as like a dude you
1: play as a little dude okay. and you run around and um you can it's like daisy
2: with you, dinosaurs and you are dinosaurs to be a different, right different situation. yeah <laughs> no this is just
1: this is the game that you know uh it's just the dino writer thing that everybody wanted to play but it's oh there are some funny things so one you can you can craft a bola and throw it at Ebola, people. Ebola the virus? No, yeah. no, no Ebola. Oh, <laughs> you can craft you Ebola. Craft, you can craft E-coli. a staff Internet infection. Splicing. You make <laughs> you your own custom dinosaurs craft, and virulent right. diseases. Yeah. <laughs> Um but no you you can craft a bola and uh throw it at, at humans and it turns into a um you can basically just hogtie anybody in the game and drag them around using like a ragdoll rope. So it is like Daisy. It's basically Daisy but they're building it I think to be more intentionally malicious. It's weird. It feels oh, like really? Rust is also that. I don't know much about Rust but it feels like that's the case. Um, the second I logged on to the stopping Land, someone just said, "Like you fucking baby game person, why don't you want to fight me?" And I was just like, "I don't.
4: I'm just going uh, to dinosaurs. I
1: just started running how after long a has dinosaur. This game been out? Huh? How long has this game been out? Uh, I think it was. It's. It's maybe just a week in early access. There's already people who are like fucking noob. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, please. There were yeah. Nub. Yeah. <laughs> I got called a nub for sure. Uh, and then I, 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 I chased the dinosaur into the water and
2: uh you (laughs) monster
1: and they drowned
2: (laughs) (laughs) wait are there is there dino drowning animation is it like sort of struggle it just sort of disappeared uh is there dino
3: dna yeah no uh no dna
1: (laughs) got stuck in sap uh (laughs) i hate everything it's fine uh it's good it's a fine it's it'll be all right it'll it'll probably do a lot of business and be fine it's but it just seems not, like, like super excited. i'm not very things, excited so. about it it seemed like um it just seemed like a very very straight adaptation of daisy which isn't super right. interesting I mean, to that me that at this point i mean formulas in the air right now for sure oh yeah um and i, I the funny thing is i thought the forest was going to be that but it's not it is more like don't starve the forest is interesting the forest you play as a dude who is this is
3: also an early access steam mm-hmm. game. yeah it's yeah.
1: by a team of four people and like jake said it's I, a couple of them are like former like they're vfx guys dudes, in hey. hollywood yeah um it's very pretty. It is very pretty. Uh, you start out and you're in a plane and there's like a, a kid next to you and the plane crashes and then the kid gets carried off by a weird tribal dude and that's about as much <laughs> as the story is. You're describing you can all say, the parts that I hate. Oh yeah, no, it's it's not. Yeah, the framing is not good, um, but... Uh, it feels
2: like they're aiming for really like aesthetically potent not like triple A feeling, but very like high fidelity feeling version of a game of a like Minecraft or don't starve yeah. thing yeah, where you're surviving out in the woods and crafting things to build uh-huh. ways to survive. But it's like you chop down a tree and the tree physics its way to the ground and like weird shit like that. Yeah. It just, it looks, it looks pretty. It's
1: yeah. I mean, it does. Um, It's weird. It's like, uh, there are, there are moments in that game that make me feel like, Oh, there's a lot here. And then there are moments that make me feel like it's just breaking. like, Like, you know, yeah, when you chop a tree, it's one of the first games that I've ever seen where you sink your axe into the tree and it chips away and chips away and chips away. And then it it clearly the the tree slowly falls down in a seemingly random direction. And then it turns into logs and you pick them up. But the second that that tree falls and then splits into three perfect little log pieces and then you go and place it into your weird like wireframe house because you place the house object down to go build the house. Ugh, like, it's so close to being something that feels really and looks really good, but then there are just those strange game abstraction moments that break it down. I I, I did have some really cool moments, like though. Do feel like
3: intrinsic things, or do they feel like things that will be ironed out?
1: Oh, those are intrinsic yeah. intrin- yeah. things, for yeah. sure, but... um
3: Even if that UI was there, and then once you did it, your guy still, like, picked yes. up the log and put yeah. it down,
2: it would... Uh uh-huh. it would go along. Well, way. they do that.
1: Yeah. They're ah man, that's the thing. There are some moments where it feels like that. There are some moments some so, cra- like first person craft like animation um uh, moments that feel really good, but When
2: I, you played it, did you get captured like immediately the first time?
1: Uh yes. I think that's
2: does that just happen? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You, you can, can avoid.
1: avoid it. Evade th- okay. I've I've tried it a few so, times, but it's built. They're basically like. I only played through it pseudo forcing it
2: once, and I got because you
1: get. You see the, these guys. The play break happens. You see yeah.
2: weird guys. You end up right by a uh, an encampment. Like your guy, I think loses consciousness, wakes up. You end up by a little like, sort of ad hoc encampment that looks like maybe it's from other survivors. Or something, and when milling around there, I sort of straight off into the forest. The forest. Yeah. And when I looked back at the camp, there were some weird, sort of like glistening, sort of nudish, uh, yeah, native people walking around. And then I went over to them and I started sort of. I I had some weapon or another, and I picked at one of them. They captured me, put me in a cave with a bunch of other tourists, and I couldn't figure out how to get out. So I stopped <laughs> playing. Um, I know there's a ton more in the game, but yes. I, I have to. I have to. Era grievance yes that was actually pointed out to me by nels anderson who also played i think he's played about it seems like around the amount that you have which mm. seems like it's a few hours at least probably like, two hours yeah and it is this is a sim heavy like re- property-based survival game mm-hmm. and the first thing that it does is put you in a campsite with tents and sleeping bags and that says you can't says, do anything build with. a shelter yeah but you build a shelter by stealing things from inside the suitcases next to the tents and sleeping Instead bags then go off into the, the woods tents. and yeah. build a cabin yeah. it's like can i not just take the, the the tent is just a fabric draped over a branch can yeah. i not just take that that's
1: a weird convention of Why, these games but, it's a weird it's a thing that happens in day z too where you're just running around and there are some things you can loot and then there are objects in the world that would clearly be useful it doesn't that happen you in, can't it doesn't happen affect. in
2: minecraft or in don't starve which are the games right. that are sort of like yes these the games are all kind is of, of like the, yeah they're all sort of the progeny of that but like it's it's weird like yeah. Minecraft was always pitched as like you chop. I was going talk about one of those and, moments, then, yeah. and then build your little cube hut. Yeah, and it's weird that that they don't teach you the basics of it in the forest by saying this is stuff that you want right now. You can get through your first night in the rain by just ripping this tarp off of this fucker, going off to a place yeah. where you feel safe, putting a fire up, putting the tarp down over your head and like this counts as a shelter and you are trying
3: to sleep in the one that's already there and just getting fucked i mean right
2: yeah or like if those if those were wrecked but the materials were right in front of you so you could then like learn the basics of how to build what you're talking about
1: yeah you're talking about static like objects right you're talking about or no is that not what you're talking about yeah Yeah. yeah, you're talking about stuff yeah the
2: game opens but like that stuff being there feels like the first thing they do is just like The narrative plane crash happens, but then, like, the mechanical expectations plane crash also happens because it says (laughs) ignore the most good-looking shelters in the game that you know of and then go and build a cabin out of trees that you fell. It's like – if all of that yeah, work yeah. together, that's not the first thing you would try, like, if you, if you, you in could have that tent tarp that you could put up on an existing branch and then you could chop down a tree and you'd use it to build a primitive lean to as your first thing. Like, I know that's a shit ton right. more stuff than they want to do, but if that's the case, cut the campsite with the tents out of the beginning of the game. Yeah. That's
1: what they should do. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's frustrating about the game right now is, well, one, it's just not done. It's not even, it doesn't even feel cl- It's like it's, I think built to a uh, a, a better um, level of completion for an early access than the Stomping Land is, but it's still... I, it's,
2: it's impressive as fuck. For, it a, is. For like Alpha 1 that you play, right. that you're just like, Jesus, like the opening of it, it is is Bioshock 1, but yeah. it looks like a measurably nicer opening of Bioshock mm-hmm. 1. Yeah. And it's a team of four people with it putting on an early Alpha Access 1. Like, it's mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah, but you look
1: in the survival book and you can just tell that it's a third complete of what they want to do, you know? Um and and but yeah, there are those weird gap moments where it's just like, oh like you're giving me the thing here, but I want to be able to do this stuff. And also like what is the point of the game really? Like it doesn't feel like that's actually built in
2: yet. It seems like the point is to get your kid back from that giant. Right. But that's not in the game. That's
1: not in the game yet. So
2: Right, but you also do that by way of building a cabin. Right. It's, it's yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If the if the object is to simply survive, then they, that there should be a progression. It feels like there's a ton
2: it. of really cool stuff that they want to do and yep. that they have done. But if they build another two thirds to three thirds of it and yeah. then cut a third of what's there, that it will like I don't yep. know because just the, like the atmospherics and the way the forest looks is just. Nuts. I had a really
1: good couple of moments with it which is the reason like it feels like there's a game there that's really good that if they just focus like so i ended up like um just like I, i played twice i got captured once i escaped that cave and then i died and then a couple of other playthroughs i was just like middling around and died again um the first time that I actually survived for a while, I just took a right turn and like right off that initial like plane thing, and she so didn't go to the camp. Nope. just ran for the beach, just just got out of there and uh, ended up on the beach, and found like this um, area with maybe like 50 of those suitcases. It was like just the moment in Castaway where like a right. million suitcases were there. And I was
2: like, Oh, like, this is great. That's like where the plane ripped yeah. apart and they all dumped out. Or yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And so I just took my ax and I just cracked open every suitcase, took all the candy bars and then built a fire and a little rudimentary shelter. And while I was doing that, um, uh, well, so, you know, I was like chopping down wood and like all this stuff. The thing is like that stuff feels really good to me. Like there's a game in this. It's really like they're onto something. It just needs to be ugh. anyway. So I'm off like in the forest, uh, cutting down a tree and I hear this noise and it's some of those tribal dudes and they make this weird noise. Like, um, they sound like, uh, like seagulls, um, just like demon seagulls in the distance. Uh, I don't know. The sound design is actually pretty good. I thought, like, when you see when you make eye contact with these guys, like when you hit their like trigger box, um, there's this little um, God. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a little piano cue. Um, it's very filmic. I can't. I don't. I don't really know what I'm saying, but um, it. Uh, and the animation of those guys is really interesting. I thought, like, it's actually for an enemy AI. I thought they're doing a pretty decent job. Like they dart around. Like they run extremely fast. Um, they monkey up trees. They do all kinds of weird things. Like they don't directly attack you, um, until, you know, maybe like two minutes into an encounter. So it's, this is really strange, surreal, um, stuff. So I'm like, you know, collecting a bunch of, uh, uh, firewood and I hear this noise and I look over and I see like three of them and they're all just sort of like doing something in the water. And so from that point on, I was just like, Oh fuck. Like these guys are just going to run over and kill me. This is going to be the worst. So I just started collecting my wood and keeping them in <laughs> eyesight because the other thing is there's no map. Like just, me as like, Mata
2: mind my own. Yeah. Business yeah. With the
1: yeah. Wood here. I was like, I'm just going to be over here. And, and then I was like, Oh fuck, I have to go deeper in the forest to get more logs. So now I'm going to like lose track of where the, the fire is. And yeah. so I kicked the fire up. I added more fuel and then just went back into the forest. And, um, and uh, I came back out and I didn't hear him anymore. And I was like, fuck, oh, there's like this like pile of rocks. Where they were obscured at the moment, like once I'd gotten back to my camp, I couldn't quite have—I didn't have a straight shot to where they used to be. It's like, God damn it! Like I can't just sit here and like cook and stuff if because you you know part of the game is like just staying fed. It's like don't starve, so you know you have to sit there and cook food on your fire, Um, you know, put food on your family, and so then you
3: so so, send suiciders out.
1: Yeah, (laughs) so I was like, all right, God damn it! I'm gonna put my axe on and just go see. You know, just go knock on the neighbor's door and see if they're still there. And I just kind of crept down the beach and the, like cinematic moment of me just like wazding around this big rock and they're gone. And I'm like, all right, fuck, thank God. And I walked, like one, I was surprised because I thought they were just scripted. I thought they were just gonna be standing around the water. And they were gone. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna see what the hell they were eating. And I walk up and there are just body parts just floating in the water. (laughs) Just like a head over here, like a foot on the left. Like body parts are things you can pick up in this game. It's really weird. Anyway, so I was like, oh, thank Christ. Oh, I can't believe this. All right, great, because I hadn't survived very long. In this game. What
2: did you take the body so, parts? Oh, of
1: course I took all the body parts. You take everything. So I, took, <laughs> I got my head, I got my leg, and I set back out to my camp. And I was walking down the beach, and then I heard the noise again, and I was like, oh, fuck, they came back. And I turned around, and they weren't there, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And I looked back, and they're like 10 feet from my camp, eating something else <laughs> behind a rock just to the side of my camp. And I was like, god damn it. shit fuck i fucked it up i left the thing and now like the fire is not gonna scare him away because i'm not near it and i can't like do anything to like oh this is the worst and so i walked up just like crouched wazding back to my camp and i like i had like almost nothing on my inventory but i had i had no i had a flare gun i had a flare gun with like two shots and so I took out the flare gun. I was like, God damn it. I don't really want to kill these guys because that just feels like the game I don't want to play. But this is also the camp that I just spent like 30 minutes building. So I'm not going to just like fuck off. Like this is this is I got to like yeah. I got to go say hi. <laughs> like I got I to gotta start fucking diplomacy. There's no there's no getting around me just like triggering something. So I walked up to the camp. I had the flare gone out, and it started to rain. Of course, and like it got, it was like getting dark. And I was like, "Oh God, damn it! Like this is just not going to go well." And I walk up, and you know, sure enough, there's like this enormous tribal leader with like a big stick with a like goddamn skull on a spike. I was like, "Oh well, this guy's going to kill me if he comes near me, so I'm going to have to probably." Uh, scare them off or something. And so I just thought, oh, I'll just shoot the flare just to their left. I like in the game instructions, it says like, you know, they are afraid of fire. Maybe it'll just spook them. Cause sometimes they dart away and just run for the hills. And I, I pull out my flare gun and I'm just, you know, in the dark in the rain, just my hand is like barely able to focus. There's no reticle in this game. So I'm just yeah. like, all right, all right. I'm just going to shoot to the left and I pull the trigger and it just goes right into the guy's face, just like <laughs> just like a boom headshot. AWP just like splat out the back and he just hits the ground. And the other two guys are just like, what the fuck, Frank, Did you hear that? And they just like pop up and like, you know, the little like piano music starts. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. And then I just immediately fired two more shots. that killed them both. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, that yeah, went, shots. Well, yeah, two, two more on top oh, of the yeah. on top of the third one. I was like, oh, God damn it. I didn't want to kill these guys. And so I walk over to their bodies and I'm like, ugh, I guess I'll chop them up and make them into legs. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm still, so, well, because, you know, use the whole corpse. It's like part of hunting, whatever. <laughs> so I'm just doing this like disgusting thing that I didn't want to do. Just quartering these humans. I'm drawing and quartering humans. And then I look up and there are four more guys walking down the beach toward me <laughs> because they pro- presumably heard the flare gun. Right. And here I am just like digging my axe into their friends' faces, yeah. chopping up their bodies. And that, that, that was the end. I just ran and just left everything behind. Really? Yeah. I just left everything. I was like, all right, I'm going to Delaware. Goodbye. <laughs> just, so that was my forest experience. But So, like, that, that like, 15 minutes of content felt really good. Yeah. They should just, yeah, I don't know, find the weird dissonant aspects of the gameplay and cut those out, and then uh, there's probably a really good game in there. But, yeah, cool. it was was good. It's better than I thought it would be.
2: Yeah, that seems cool.
1: Yeah. The thing is, it doesn't seem like there is a large point to playing right now. It seems like, you know, in the... I think they're just... Uh, they probably just haven't incorporated a lot of what they maybe have already even built. Like in the trailer there are like weird guys with tentacles coming out of their head and it's just clear that there's just more way better stuff. stuff than
2: what's in there. Oh yeah.
1: I want more sick, crazy want... I mean well, that's funny, a, that's you... funny. I'm not actually excited about that stuff. but You're just
2: excited about the content stacking up because you telling yeah. that whole story actually made me want to finally go back and play Surrey Being Hunted now that it's like right. way more final because when I'm yes. just seeing screenshots wow. and video of yeah. that game it feels like it's really like fattened up as it's far the, as for, yeah. like we yeah, lab, we yeah. tried that game know, streamed it like a year, ago, a year ago, ago. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: and it's a real bummer that i mean i don't know yeah it's just it's just a weird like with early access the way that this stuff works now i don't begrudge anybody trying to fund their development right, but it, and, it, and being it, open it about to it but it give you a weird first yes. impression
2: like i've played it mm-hmm. i'm gonna wait for it to get better but unless yeah. there's like a huge milestone hit that everyone starts talking about where yep. it's like now now is the time yeah Unless it does like the Minecraft, like or Don't Starve pile up, where more and more people just keep playing it anyway. Right. It well, and I was like thinking really about it too. To
1: the yeah. Well, and the weird thing about that is like, you know, it seems like yeah they're using the Minecraft model, but Minecraft part of the word of mouth with Minecraft was just it's, it's all user created stuff, right? And right. like these games rely on just the experience they're providing, or that's at least don't starve, at least yeah. Don't yeah.
2: Starve did, has done gangbusters on basically. Like a, a top down 2D model mm-hmm. of what a lot of the forest sounds like.
1: Yeah, it's true. Well, and you know, when I, the first time I played Don't Starve, it felt like it was at a pretty decent level of, of feature, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing to play a game that early that I paid $25 for, you know, like the stomping line felt really, really rough. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I'm sure that you know, it's just a weird balancing act that teams have to play. So now. you
2: think you're going to play more of the forest now? Are you going to wait and see? Um, it, it honestly,
1: it felt like I probably hit the, the max. I mean, I could have built a boat, but to do what, you know? Um, to so
2: paddle your cool boat around. Yeah.
1: I Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably cool it and just come back to it a couple, couple months from now.
3: Yeah. I think there's definitely a certain sort of category of person who really enjoys that. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, playing along as new stuff comes online. Um, but you have to be in you have to like you have to really be into I think what the game is trying to do. You know, like yeah. whereas where I, I tend to be less that way when I'm playing games just across the board. Like it's less that I have like my game, like my genre or like my thing that I love mm-hmm. all the versions of, and more just like I just want to see something interesting out of this game. And so just regardless of what it is, because I I, yeah. I play a pretty wide range of genres. There's some stuff I don't play, certainly, but like there's no one genre that's like what I play. Whereas I feel like a lot of people who get really into early access stuff, it's like, yes, I'm into this like style of survival game or mm-hmm. like you know this style of um, like crazy like hardcore platformer thing or whatever. Yeah, and like I am totally bought in to following all little things because like the planetary of, annihilation people yeah an yeah extreme example yeah right planetary like. annihilation exactly where it's like I I've played an, like I think a lot of people who Robert are under the space industries like right a lot of people who play like total annihilation alpha or beta are people who played or um, sorry um, planetary planetary and played like total annihilation and all the supreme commander games and are like I understand that the I understand the context of that all of these kind of micro decisions are being made in because I know the landscape of this whole genre. And so those are the people who can kind of yeah. a, see forward, probably like infer a lot more <clears throat> from like those little decisions. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not getting it all right, there can think, okay, I, I understand and then complain about it or be happy about it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like from my standpoint, yeah, it's tough to load up games like that and, and be like, well, yes, I, this seems like it could be cool, but like, I'm realistically not gonna, I'm not gonna invest myself to the point that I can follow in <clears> line <throat> with every single point release, right, and you know, like, be part of well, that curve.
1: Yeah, and there also just has to be that first level of content, like, for instance, in this game, um,
3: like, um Prison Architect was good at that.
1: Yes, but like, in this game, there's clearly like, you know, right now, the experience seems to be you know uh well the end game seems like you can build a little fort essentially like you can build up you can have like a little log cabin you can build walls you can build a you know a door a window whatever um and uh it takes a lot of resources to do that and then in the trailer they show the little dudes like attacking your fort and you know whatever um but i sat in the same spot of the game for forever and was didn't see a single enemy period also um just a lot of things aren't. Like just basic things like, um, when you um, go to sleep, it doesn't change the weather cycle. Like, just the game isn't really quite sure. the systems yeah, yeah, yeah. just aren't there yet. Yeah. And so, like, if that stuff was there to a to a like a level where I could, like, for instance, like Kerbal, when I played that early access, like pff, I could have played that for sixty hours. I probably did. Yeah, but that
3: game had, bit, but there have been people playing along with that game in development for like that's probably I, yeah like that's a true. year or more before yeah. you ever played it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I think it's just like the like. Different people can join along at different points in the curve and get something out of it, but mm-hmm. I think if you're within the first couple of weeks, yeah, you probably have to like already be pretty predisposed, you know what I mean, to to like getting a lot out of a little. I think they're I
1: could be totally wrong about this, but there's a countdown on the um, early access or like within the game client that says 12 days. I think they're actually just going to release a version of it or something. It's very right?
3: Yeah, yeah um and then, yeah the the robert space Industries, the star citizen stuff is definitely the most extreme example of that because right mm. now the only thing you can play i think is like your viewer is like your hanger yeah you can't you, yeah. like look at a spaceship model
1: yeah the dog fighting isn't in
3: no isn't in. and i was looking at their website today For i forget why someone someone linked like check it on your ship oh, uh <laughs> i backed the regular kickstarter but i haven't bought anything like since right. then but um someone was oh i was reading some editorial about uh Early access games, I guess, and they linked to like the release schedule for for Star Citizen, and it goes all the way out to like 2016 with all these things. Yeah. You know, like here's when dogfighting is due. Here's when, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. And like, but it's all based on just interviews that because it's it's not an official page. It's like on the wiki, the Star Citizen so when wiki. So someone's
2: like, ah, it seems like we'll have this coming.
3: Well, on, yeah. So right. the community updates this page on the wiki and it's based on like statements that have been given an in interview. Yeah, Kerbal does that too. Like there's a Kerbal community that okay, has just yeah. a master list like, of features but this, like confirmed. But stuff gets pushed Whatever. back constantly. Oh I'm yeah. Saying. Like, I mean, star citizen, that game's even right now they claim it's not going to be actually this. The, there's so I think I didn't realize cause I haven't followed it that closely. So there's all these modules, but then there's a thing that's just called star citizen, which is like the actual thing, the which campaign. is the persistent. Yeah. No, the campaign, there's like a single player campaign called squadron 42 i think or squadron oh, 44 or something that is like they have an entire they started up an entire new studio to make that in manchester i think mm. and like that's just like another team that's making the single player portion of the game and like there's definitely co-development going on because obviously those systems all a lot of those systems are shared with the larger game but like this is a huge enterprise <laughs> this is like this is like 45 million dollar or more Kind of thing that now I think supports three different studios all making these different modules of the game. And then sometime in like 2016, there's the one called Star Citizen that is basically the thing. But until then, there's all these crazy drops. He is the one called Star Citizen. (laughs) Um, And it's, you get the feeling like to, I'm sure it feels. And then this is
2: going to be on Steam for $45 or something? Like what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Like I'm sure it feels different if you are like really tapped into the community, if you've been following along. But to look at it, it just looks like like a military industrial complex. It's yeah. just like gobbling up more millions Robert's of dollars and like funding its own existence forever. A, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's bizarre.
2: They're going to announce a competitor to the dragon capsule.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's man, it's just a weird. It's a weird thing. And the, the amount of money they still earn is crazy. Oh, I know. Like it hasn't slowed I know. down. I, I know. It, if it's anything, it's increased. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's a bizarre. It's a weird that is thing. that is
1: probably to me the single strangest thing to happen in video games in a long
2: time.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't get talked about all that much. No, it's really weird. What, it's the, really the, weird. Just Star
2: Citizen, and just particular. as a phenomenon, yeah, the whole phenomenon yeah. of Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's the way that they present all of their content is like it's all like the the new business model of early access funding and all this stuff. But their actual website and like sort of the style of the language, and the presentation. Feels like I'm looking at the 3D Realms website. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, and this is what it is. What's on the other side of this webpage? Yeah. Infinite blackness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't it's, know uh, what's on the other side of this wall. wall. It's just it's like you yeah. can't
3: even I was confused for the longest time about what Roberts Space Industries even is. And I think it's a fictional yeah. entity. Yeah,
1: I think so too. Yeah.
3: And the actual thing is called Cloud Imperium. <laughs> and then at the bottom of the of the Robert Space Industries page, there's all these like really well done fictional logos of, like... Including Origin! Or, including <laughs> Origin, which is the name of the company that made the original like, um, Wing Commander and Wing stuff. Commander yeah. that Chris Roberts, like, worked uh, on in the early... Yeah, night. it's... Like, it. the whole... And it looks like a... It looks like a, a right, riff just, on the Origin logo. The whole thing give is... Give
2: millions of dollars to this thing, yeah. why don't you? <laughs> like,
3: to what? <laughs> what, uh, what is, is this space? What is this entity? And then there's, like... <laughs> yeah, and then there's, um... And then the studio making <laughs> Squadron 42 Two or 44 or whatever like is this is like its own studio and I tried to find there's like a blog post that's like come check out the latest at like what's going on on the squadron game and I'm like I couldn't find a blog post that just announced the creation of this new studio what you're going to find out place. is that this is
1: actually all just a front being run by an EVE online corporation <laughs> <laughs>
3: the, the Mitanni <laughs>
1: is just behind all of this none of this is real it's just God. you're going to get your early access and it's just going to load up EVE and you're going to be a slave to their corporation <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's funny about this? Thank
1: is you that for like... your
2: space bucks. We've hooked up please, an elaborate dogfighting simulator, <laughs> right. yeah. but what this actually is doing is it's abstracting yeah. into mining in uh-huh. Eve. Right? Yeah. Think that you're, yeah. Like they're still developing yeah. Robert Space yeah. Industries, right. but it's well, actually yeah. just making them ISK or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no,
1: you're in like you're in the spaceship mining, but then there's a VR helmet within the game that is putting going over your head, and you're just dogfighting like, oh. while you're like oh pew pew pew.
2: Every shot is actually yeah. just the swing of an axe. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Anyway, is it isk? Really is that thing. that game? Yeah, isk. In yeah. the isk mine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that to people who have been following this thing the whole time, it all the structure all makes sense, and like all this stuff is, but like to look at it, it is baffling to me. Yeah. Like it's completely baffling. Um, and I'm sure not only is it comprehensible to to the group of people who follows this, they would regard my bafflement with incredulity. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah, because. Because it's the the community seems so fully formed. Like I told mm-hmm. I'm sure I told the story on the podcast. I gave a like a keynote at a conference in Boston like six months ago and like one of the you know, the conference like booked me t- to do a bunch of interviews with press and most of them were just like game websites. But then one of them was oh, yeah. just like the the community spawned like in-world news source <laughs> of the world of Star Citizen. Oh my god! But they're just like, yeah, we're really hoping that like when the game goes live, we can be like on the radio station in the in the ships and the like space stations and stuff. And I'm like, what? Jeez. And they broadcast this thing like, you know, all the time. Like they're they just have this like channel that's like the fictional you know what this feels like but it bleeds over into reality I know what just... it
2: feels like it feels like the lead up to the Phantom Menace
1: Oh, <laughs> oh I was gonna say it feels like Derek Smart
2: it, okay <laughs> Derek I, okay, I want to bring it back to the Phantom Menace for a second <laughs> because that specific thing reminds me of the okay so when the Phantom Menace was coming out there were people who waited in line outside of yeah uh, whatever it is man's Chinese theater yeah for like a month And that was the most extreme thing in the entire world because guys at the front of the line ran a Star Wars fan site Mm. and they had a major company drop a broadband cable to their place in line and they were running a live streaming television station. Crazy. Like they were just playing fan films, interviewing people, taking press. And there there was no reason for it, but it was just like because these people were excited (laughs) about a thing, they set up an entire broadcast television network outside in Los Angeles. Right. (laughs) So
3: weird yeah crazy people are weird um yeah. yeah so the studio making squadron 42 is called foundry 42 and if you just search for foundry 42 you don't find any just actual information <laughs> well, this is All a robert space is industry's like, first party developer oh, we've this got not a, like back a... a yeah but you find like jobs <laughs> posting and like right, this is like when the latest on squadron when 42, it was like, like just explain to me when, what it is like, when in the oh, game R- era thing.
2: nintendo said oh retro studios is making a new <laughs> metroid game and everyone was like
1: Right, <laughs> you go
3: know to the Retro Studios website.
2: Is. It just says we are making a Metroid game. Yeah, here's our job. I was like, what is the culture of the studio? Does it exist
3: at all? That's still kind of true of Retro Studios. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: yeah weird. Was a bit... I didn't even know they still existed. But like that, yeah. this is like that. Do. But instead of it being owned by Nintendo, it's being owned by another, like their parent yeah. another company. Another weird craft fun yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say to the the? Podcast it just it's oh, it's just, as a parts. phenomenon.
1: This game feels it has shades of of of, of the Derek Smart sort of battle cruiser fan base where it was just like oh i really want this feature in space game generic concept thing and that would be cool and then derek smart's just like sure i'll add it to the list yeah, and then a, it just never be, yeah
2: it feels like this is going to be executed at a very different level than a derek smart game. oh for sure but i'm saying like, this it could potentially an be an the actualization of and that i'm imprinting my mental picture yes. of this thing yeah back onto you and you're well, doing it now and the yeah <laughs> and i think the the potential is but it's because they're also giving them millions of dollars to do
3: oh. it yeah tens of millions of dollars right
2: Crazy. yeah i was just right.
1: gonna say well i mean yeah i mean you know it, it could do good or it could not do good <laughs> <laughs> but like also oh god i don't know when i uh, looked at the dog fighting video i just went man, eh, it's a space game <laughs>
2: it looks really pretty it's really pretty that cockpit's pretty
1: it's really
3: pretty <laughs> that
2: cockpit aren't they put out like three years but ago it or whatever? looked really it nice.
3: didn't yeah mm, all right well yeah so retro i guess just makes donkey Kong games now yeah They've made they've made yeah. at least two Donkey Kong games. I think they're doing I think they've been
1: attached to something that's not that recently, but
3: Weird. I can't remember what it
1: was, if it was a Metroid or or not. I guess probably not. Otherwise I not about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
2: You guys want to take a break?
3: Let's take a break. Oh wait, I just got
2: an email. It says congratulations uh, in the subject line, and then the contents says winning information in document, and it has an attachment. Should I open that? Yeah, why <laughs> not? I'm gonna erase it. We should take a break. All right, <clears throat> I want to share that information with you, though. <laughs> Thanks. Jake. The attachment
1: says fuck Nick. Oh, it
3: does. Video games. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping upstairs right now. Oh, I, I thought you were just jumping anywhere. Also, that just on the I'm ground. i just walking upstairs, but I'm Doom Guy. I, was, <laughs> I guess he's just smoothly walking. No, he just he
2: just glides. glides. <laughs> he just yeah. He glides while making the Luigi face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, are we back for? Uh, oh yeah, we're back. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So we all the stuff you just heard on the podcast we recorded. Um, last night and then about i think basically fewer than 12 hours after we recorded it it was announced that the dogfighting module for star citizen has now been released to to people who are backers at like the level that allows them to have alpha access to stuff yeah so that was good so just to make sure we're as cool as possible we
2: talked about how inscrutable this was then woke up the next morning well, and then we uh, we arena uh, book next
3: to like a completely out of seemingly out of nowhere drop of like one section of the game. So it's a little bit inscrutable still. Yeah. Also, I tried to go to the website to like buy the thing that would allow me to play this. My opinion that it is somewhat inscrutable has not changed because you go there and it's like there's a there's a thing and it's like five dollars alpha module access. And I'm like, OK, I click that and it's like. This will not do anything unless you already have like a ship pack, like a game pack or something in your account. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I like go to my account and I'm like, oh, buy a single ship module or multiple or multi-ship module. And I'm like, wow. Just to look, I look at the multi-ship module, which goes, which is like, I think the cheapest one is like $1,000 or something. And it goes up to $10,000 and the 10,000 ones are all sold out. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go to single ship module and then it's like $30.00 module $40 module and it's all these crazy widgets that are all different sizes with bigger ones that are obviously intended to entice you into upselling right like there's a $30 one then there's a $40 one and the $40 one is like the plus version of the $30 one but then there's obviously ones that are hundreds of dollars and some of them include beta access and some of them don't and I guess some of them also include alpha access of things and they have different all, all different ships but like it's not clear to me what Huh. what the like value of the different ships are it's crazy this thing is crazy it's like a totally bu- i just want
2: again you don't know that you're actually just buying a spaceship with this
3: but uh yeah. <laughs> yeah i just kind of want to know like what's the thing i guess i i guess what i have to do is just buy the cheap like the 30 dollar one the cheapest like ship pack and then the five dollar there's probably like someone listening module. to this right now going, no no yeah oh don't Duh. yeah 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 but I can't so I'm pretty sure that's what I have to do so I think I can get out I get out the door for thirty five bucks to play the dogfighting thing, I think yeah, and like everything else with this
2: game, that trailer looks sick and ridiculous, and the logo for it is spectacular oh, awesome. it's
3: called uh, Arena Commander. And the logo st- is, like, in It just looks style win like Wing Commander. Wing Commander logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. It looks really good, though.
2: Yeah, no, I'd, I don't mean that in a bad way. The old Wing Commander logo is actually really good.
3: Yeah, it's right.
2: But yeah, so... Hopefully, this brief interlude makes you stop stabbing yourself in the leg when we're talking about uh, <laughs> being completely unaware of the fact that there is a game Apparently out for Star Citizen. now. It, I mean... We did a, like... Sort of half informal test around the company, just to make sure that we're not completely insane. I don't think we're completely insane. I think that this is still very much. And I mean, you're trying to buy it, proves that it is in fact
3: also when you buy inscrutable it, you as fuck to, if you're not you, ingrained in it already. Yeah. So when I tried to buy the thirty dollar one, it's like you you add it to your cart and you check out, and I'm like, it didn't ask me for any credit card information or anything. And then you have to like come back later, and then it puts you through like a Stripe payment thing to like create a payment and then eventually the payment will be associated with the order and then you own the thing. But you can't just like, at least when I did it, I couldn't find any way to, it just, putting your credit information was not part of the same flow as like checking out your cart. Weird. Which was really strange. So, Let me tell
2: you something about this strange, in quotes, purchase path. It has raised $45 million.
3: <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know this. It's, it's nuts. They have, yeah, they have their, they're currently on like, a, you know I don't know some couple hundred thousand dollars away from their forty five thousand dollars or forty five million dollars stretch goal and they have a forty six million dollars stretch goal posted after that and presumably once they hit this current one it'll unlock the, the, the future. The stretch dollars. goal stretch goal stretch goal yeah yeah maybe I should have paid with PayPal maybe anyway I I still feel kind of lost about this whole thing but it was a weird experience to talk about all this stuff last night. To wake up, I know, wake to up to be like hours later. Okay, I guess hey, there's a trailer for Star Citizen. <laughs> for
2: a contest. Like, well, it still does the thing though, where it says like the trailer says effectively this is like Star Citizen uh, Arena Commander, part of Star Citizen, available later, available now. Star Citizen, like <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's so strange to see a game of this scale be put together in such a mm-hmm. modular fashion. Like it feels like yeah a forced version of what happens naturally for something like Eve, where it's just like, I mean, had they somehow been able to predict three years of production schedule yeah. and
3: just, and sold it piecemeal instead of just building the, it's weird. Right. It's weird. It's probably going to work. It's pro- I mean, you know, assuming that they, they, they actually just make the game and don't just keep collecting millions of dollars and selling fake ships forever. Like I, it seems like this is the kind of game for which that could work. Right. Yeah, it's like just, more, it, more than a, more than a most games. It's, game it's
2: interesting it. that it has a budget of forty-five million dollars and rising, and that presumably means there's a big player base out there. But I, it, the you don't see it. You don't see it, and also is the success of this thing when it's done predicated on the fact that once it exists, it's going to have a sustained
3: and ever-growing player base? Like what? Well, where I, are they expecting to land at the end? I think it'll be, think it'll be interesting to see. Like so, right now to look at their website, you can't see yet how much money they've raised today because their crowdfunding like meter thing just goes up to the previous day um or at least for the for day for day totals it only does i think i guess hourly i could technically figure it out sort of right now but like um it'll be interesting to see as of tomorrow or as of a few days from now how much what influx of cash they got for announcing this because that will probably disproportionately be new players whereas i think most of like over the last several months, for example, probably most well, of the over money the last two gotten, years, yeah, probably most of the money they've gotten is their existing community like buying newly available ships as they announce them, right? Because like whereas
2: I, this is now people who are like, oh, cool, I can actually oh, play the dog fighting from play. the Wing Commander guy. What do I need to donate? Which right. is
3: what I went through. Like, what do I need to contribute to to get it? Also, I could have sworn I backed the Kickstarter of this, but I, I can't figure out if I did or not. So, anyway, good. Uh, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I will be interested to see that, and I also would like to be able to know how many backers they've gotten so far. I don't think that information is is right. Reflected so you can anymore. find like what's the backer I to averages? Yeah, exactly. The backer like, average. Because yeah. I've just been assuming that most that the reason that they have forty five million dollars, whereas other fantastically successful crowdfunded games have like three million dollars or or less, obviously. But I mean, the most successful ones usually have usually don't get past you know, three or four million dollars. I want, I've just been assuming it's like, okay, well, it's not that this game genuinely has an audience that is 12 times, 12, 13 times the size of those games. It's more that maybe it also has a big audience, but is largely that they are really doubling down on their committed audience and saying, this is how you're going to make your experience better. Right. Um, but I want to know, like, I'm I'm just curious to know how true that is. I would love to see stats on that, but I guess they have no, there's no real reason for make to, for them right. to make that public. I mean, just saying $45 million without, you don't need to qualify it really. Yeah, exactly. Cause, cause then they don't need to like run the risk of undermining the kind of impressive nature of that figure. It's just right. like well, $45, $45 million, million, dollars million dollars from three millionaires people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Was, yeah. Yeah not i'm not i don't mean to disparage them or anything it's just you do it's just such a no i don't it's I know. it's just that it's such an unusual amount of money to raise from crowdfunding that it's gotta that- co- the composition of their audience has to look different because it's it's just such an outlier it yep. look, you know
2: it's just Jay Allard. <laughs> Long time Win Commander yeah. fan. He could never get Microsoft to truly like invest in a future Win Commander game, which is why he left.
3: Well, there's a people in the game industry use... maybe less so now as it's, everything's not just sort of big studios always anymore. But like people used to always talk about this sort of like trade off between. Um, actually, you know what? I guess they still. Do, actually, I guess this is maybe even more important now because people set their own prices for games on stuff like Steam. But the trade off between. Uh, you know, finding a larger audience at a lower price point, and then finding a smaller audience at a higher price point, and like, wouldn't it be great if everyone could just find a like Saudi sheik to just spend four million dollars on one copy of your game, right? And you just make whatever fucking game you want, or I guess then you make the exact game that guy wants, right? <laughs> that's actually... that's the actual problem with all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't gotten to play the dog fighting thing yet because I'm still waiting for my. Credit card transaction to sync up with my order, so hopefully when that you're still happens...
2: waiting for it to secretly siphon three times the amount of you out of your <laughs> existing <laughs> transactions to boost their numbers. That's how they
3: did it. Um, so once that happens, I'll download the module and check it out.
2: Cool. Um, anyway, let's now welcome back Nick Brecken, <laughs> and also let's
3: welcome back yesterday. Oh, back to the future.
2: No, we're going to the
0: past, Chris. <laughs> Video game. We'd
2: like to thank Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of Idle Thumbs. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, you can go to squarespace.com slash idle thumbs and enter the offer code thumbs at checkout. Um, we've talked about Squarespace a couple times on the show. They're yeah. a really nice service for just quickly putting up a portfolio or a store um without looking like, like a stock blog thing. That, that just looks yeah their their stock designs are really nice and measurably better than the stock designs that you sort of think yeah. of when you think of a blog
3: site well when jared put his up i actually had no idea it was a Squarespace site like i'm not this sounds like a pitch but it's actually not like i I went to jared, uh, jared emerson johnson who who is a like, good friend of ours um put up his like new website and i went to it and i'm like wow like when the hell did he have time? Like, <laughs> right. when did he do this? And then like on our podcast later, I think Sean mentioned that it was a Squarespace site. Oh, I did, like, yeah. oh, you did again. I'm like, well, okay, well good.
2: That's <laughs> uh, it works. Another, uh, like an idle thumbs reader, uh, John Christensen, who actually is the person who painted that ridiculous painting of Chris as a Spelunky Lord, um, heard us talking about Squarespace and he put up a portfolio of a bunch of his paintings, a lot of like cool adventure game art and stuff at, uh, Christensen.dk. That's K R I S T I N S S O N.dk. He, like, again, he
3: said he threw it together really it's a quick. Big JKO from the forums. Yeah.
2: It, uh like, these sites look great on mobile immediately, just as part of their template. Like, they're really, it's really nice service. Um, mm, I'm looking actually on my
3: phone right now, and it's just, like, a nice clean layout. Yeah. But then it looks, like, you know, obviously cool and more dynamic on the yeah, computer. But, but
2: If you have used Squarespace to put up a site that you think, uh, You'd want us to actually point people to because it's cool. <laughs> it's a good example of Squarespace. Just send it into us at questions and yeah. we'll we'll use you as an example in, our, in a future plug for Squarespace, which is a cool Maybe. service. Maybe if it's like if it's really cool, don't just put
3: like a bunch of turds on it. <laughs> like put real stuff on the yeah. website. And then If you
2: make a Squarespace
3: site that's got a bunch of turds you know, on it, just we'll also talk about that, ads. but not inside of their ad. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, what's the URL?
2: All right, if you go to squarespace.com slash idle thumbs, use the promo code thumbs, you'll get 10% off your Squarespace and
0: uh, a free trial.
3: Cool. Video games.
4: Ugh.
0: You're going to have a good podcast, Nick, in my stead. Oh, yeah. in look, it, look. you're born to do this. You <laughs> have it in that, your soul. <laughs> <laughs> you were born to do this. I'm good, I'm good, you're right. <laughs> Oh, that's that was a testament yeah, test oh, you're born to pod look at you you're one of the greats he died as he lived you know how excited the forums are going to be that you're on this podcast then i am not <laughs> can i give you some advice about sitting in that corner yeah tuck your butt cheeks as far back into that corner as you can no no no, no. into the corner not into the not into the back oh, okay. yeah yeah yeah. and like like your face like jake should be your 12 o'clock yeah. perfect like, like... You're saying really? like a cheek then, on the armrest, a cheek on you the like, cushion. Do you like to sit Indian style? Oh, excuse me, crisscross applesauce? <laughs> yeah. I like to do that. I can get my shoes off. And then I like to bring the mic in just wherever this I just need
2: This Sean's like Roger, or not Roger, you know, my Cooper. Burr Cooper. Yeah,
0: yeah. I aspire. <laughs> seriously. Jake and I were talking about that, about sort of like, yeah, we were talking about. <laughs> I, I like I, like oh, I, I mean, I, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, that's the one you want to be. That's the one you want to be, obviously. Exactly. But, well, it depends on what season seven be of, <laughs> You know, because Sterling's like right now he's in a good trajectory. He's like stepping up to be a leader. But anyway, Uh no, we're talking about how it's really hard to grow people at a game studio because you're just always making stuff. And it's hard to be like, oh, let me manage you and like grow talent. And I was like, yeah, one day I just want to be like the barefoot Burt Cooper just walking around like, you know, telling people that they're born to pod.
4: Video games.
3: We would also like to thank nature box uh nature box is a snack subscription service that sends uh all kinds of assorted treats to your home or office if you go to naturebox.com slash thumbs uh you will get half off your first nature box um so we got another we've talked about uh <laughs> we talked about nature box a couple times before as you know because we eat them all when they arrive <laughs> we got it we got our third we got our third nature box like what a week ago. I think it disappeared. It was like, deleted immediately. Like two days. Man, maybe? this one
2: had like uh, like fruit bars that are like Fig Newton style fruit Ooh. bars. Those. Oh yeah. I looked I at didn't those. Get any of those. those? I know. Went so fast. Yeah, I looked at those and said those look really good. No one was no one was opening them for a couple of days. Then they were open. I ate one, and I came back to work the next day, and it was empty,
3: just like deleted, <laughs> thrown away. So I don't even know what they're called. They God, were devoured a, so quickly. Uh, the thing that I liked about this nature box, like is that it contained two examples of, like, the extreme end of what you can of get. Of nature. It's, it's true. <laughs> well, maybe maybe less so in some cases. But, like, so it had... Of na- yeah. So the my favorite thing that it had, these were so goddamn good, was the, um like, just straight-up dried pineapple slices, like, to the point where the ingredient list just says pineapples. Like, that's the only thing on the ingredient list of their, like, pineapple slices thing, that it's just a bag of, like, ridiculously delicious... Um, dried pineapple. Uh, and then on the complete other end of the spectrum is like I think as Sean put so it, the, like if you're worried about the Nature Box, like does it include any stuff you like? If you like Doritos, uh, their Sriracha cashews are like basically like they're spicy, but they're basically just like snack food. Um, yeah, it's super it's an artisanal also.
2: cashew Dorito, basically, yeah, and exactly. not in a bad way. No. Like
3: <laughs> those were eaten. Yeah. So the the whole spectrum of possibilities was uh was yeah there's a like when we first they first sent
2: them i was like oh this is like like they got like dried peas and Mm -hmm. other dried crunchy stuff but this one was like a
3: variety like weird like fruit bars and pineapples
2: mm -hmm. and god those those pineapples were spicy nuts
3: super fast too the pineapples um so yeah if you go to naturebox.com slash thumbs uh you can get 50 percent off your first order and then you can eat them all like us. Video game.
1: God, I had an awkward nature box story to tell. But Wait. I felt like we were going to go over the time, so I didn't no, tell. No, let's hear what it. What is your
3: awkward nature box story? Oh, man. What, what even is an awkward nature
1: box? Oh, it was really awkward. Uh, so there's this there's <laughs> this, um, this girl, Nicole, who is a writer at Telltale Games. And um, so I, I had heard that another guy at Telltale who listens to Idle Thumbs I verifiably. I, uh, I think you did because she was yeah. at uh, Smuggler's Go. But so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this other guy at Telltale who had ordered nature box because of the sponsorship on idle thumbs and so uh, i came in one morning and i saw nature box on her desk and i know that she doesn't listen to idle thumbs but i'm pretty sure her boyfriend does or maybe like Uh or i was at the time i was like oh like because he's really into games he's like uh, a whatever
2: like people who are into games do they listen to idle thumbs right yeah of course which was like so i was (laughs) just in conversation i was like
1: oh i got that nature box huh and she's like yeah, yeah i do and i was like (laughs) yeah cool. You, um, did you, hear, where'd you hear about him? <laughs> she was like, I don't know. My boyfriend ordered. It. I was like, Oh, does, um, that's cool. <laughs> Did, uh, does did he listen just, to any
2: podcasts? <laughs> she was like, So you just wanted like, to say, Oh, did he listen to idle thoughts yeah, and he hear it from the ad But you couldn't. But I didn't, like, no,
1: didn't want to say it. And finally, she was like, Why are you being so weird about this? And I was like, Well, they're kind of a sponsor You're for like, this well, podcast. You
2: better <laughs> <laughs> not know that I <laughs> i host this podcast. And then she
1: did the thing because Nicole is so funny. And she was just like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's just like no it has nothing to do with that we just like nature box <laughs> of course like normal it. people I we good don't good listen to you
2: have uh, my sponsor on your desk <laughs> excuse me uh well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, red. I thought you were gonna say do you deep listen deep to Hulu
3: or do you watch Hulu? I thought you were gonna, I thought you were, when you started saying, when you started like explaining yourself, digging yourself deeper, I thought yeah. you were gonna go straight to like, so uh, what episode did you listen to?
2: <laughs> right, <It's> like, <laughs> uh, like Stop, uh, I'm, I'm uh, Nick Brecken, uh, slash Brecken
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty bad <laughs> Anyway Yeah, you did it I no. did Sorry <laughs> Nicole, if you're listening, you're not listening. <laughs> you're not listening. <laughs>
4: Absolutely
3: not. <laughs> good. Thanks, Nick. Yep. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Games. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> hey. I hate games. No. I hate them. No, but what about good ones? You said you played fear. <laughs> I did play fear. What was the... I just felt
1: like playing some fear. Anyway, no, no, no. You wanted to talk about, you to talk about fear relative to the forest, and I thought. Oh. I uh. Yeah. Well, I played fear, and then I played the forest in that order. But um, had you you the played forest fear before? Me, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember why I started playing it. I think uh, I saw somebody talk about how good the AI was in fear, and I thought, "Oh, I'll go back and play that because I, I can, and I want to see if it was actually good." And it it still holds up. It's not actually good AI. It's just they do really interesting things with um. I think AI is such a, like,
3: misguided thing to talk about in first person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. way people, bad AI, like, bad yeah. like Nobody knows what it no, means. No, just make it, make the game fun. Like, do the yeah. thing you need to do to make the game fun. Yeah. Who can, Like, AI is not a solved problem. Like, nope. that's not a thing. No. No one's going to solve it. There are AI no, there are, yeah, there is no game.
1: AI. When there is, then we will not be playing games. We'll be crushed by robot feet. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, you have smart I mean, scripted it's just, enemies, like, right? I guess. Or, yeah, or, or who cares? Even, it seems like they're just scripted the to, I mean, not in hindsight, it seems like they're just scripted to take weird pathing routes because, like, at, at certain points, yeah, they'll just well, I've read, they'll take I've, like yeah. weird paths around seen, like, like GDC- doors that you just wouldn't expect them to take, which just seems surprising like good AI. It makes it seem good, yeah. Like, but I, it's surprising.
3: I've it's seen just, talks at GDC and like read papers and not papers, but like read, you know, posts and stuff from developers talking about. Well, and seen some of these things from like within yeah. studios, like, um, about how players can be convinced that AI is better than it actually is because, in reality, it's not AI, yeah. Um, not, I mean, not in the way people I think, like, just some person the thinks it's is is thinking, when they say AI. He yeah. sat there and thought about right. which way would be it's right. right. a learning like computer, computer. It's, by yeah, just it's, doing it's, it's... by just like doing things like. And if you if they call out what they're about to do with Barks, people think the AI is better, right. even if it's literally yeah. identical. Or it's like it thought yeah. to do a like, thing, then it did it. Right. Yeah. But in reality, well, yeah. It's I, like, I mean, no diff- it's like that's just Chrome. It's just
2: that's it's just that's like the, like AV. the soldiers in Half Life One would actually sort yeah. of kind of well, in fear is just
1: one hundred percent doing that. It's just like, like flank them, flank them, and then they yeah. and then they just take if a they weird move to path. they just take it. Yeah.
3: But like honestly, it's so rare that I find that that makes a huge huge difference. That like quality of AI, so to speak, actually makes a huge difference on my experience playing the game. It's so mm. rare that it like, unless fear it's was really one of the rare biz- times. no it totally was yeah. Um, I mean fear just had really like just good combat you know what? scripting
1: yeah, and it's just also like I don't know it's weird and it's Halo. weird Halo is one of the I other haven't played a game from that Halo's era in a feels long time like
3: really good to me. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. I just I
1: haven't played a game from that era in a really long time. It was weird to see how, um, just obvious its level design was where like you'll walk into a room and there are just clearly four big chunks you've got it
2: looks like a mario kart battle arena but it's just you're just like (laughs) you're walking into the lobby in the matrix you're like okay yep clips are gonna be
3: slammed into guns you're gonna drop out of them in slow motion in a few (laughs) minutes like that that also was a totally like post matrix game
1: oh yeah that was the other thing that struck me i was like oh my god you just do a jump kick like which is a great mechanic but like This is just the lobby scene and some guy saying, well, just use this as the reference. And then they made that game, which is fine. But they did a really good job with it. They did. They did a better job than almost anybody from that era. What did that do with The Forest? Um, just that it had, it seemed like it was a trying to accomplish similar AI patterns in the sense oh, that oh, like oh, oh. G- guys will just run around and do surprising things, but it's clearly not intelligent. It's just, they're just doing things very quickly and in, mm-hmm. in, you know, atypical patterns.
3: Um, the thing that, the, the thing that I wanted to talk about in reference to you bringing up, um, fear is that I played a bunch of Wolfenstein, the new order last night. Mm. I like the game a lot. That like is, I yeah. really like the game. Oh, do, have you played it?
1: Well, I mean, I played it back in in um, back when I was working at Bethesda. Oh, right, of course. So I have a really weird what did you think of mental it, like, image
3: when it was in development.
1: Like, I it, mean, I really shouldn't shouldn't talk, but it, it it was really way too early for me to judge okay, at well, the time. Sure, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I when I played it, I was like, oh man, um, like clearly they're trying to do a lot of stuff, and some of this stuff just doesn't work yet. Like, it felt like very. Um, like uh, like they were trying to take the sort of Starbreeze mentality and put it into a, a Wolfenstein game, and it it felt like they just hadn't quite figured out how to make that
3: gel yet. Uh-huh. But it seems yeah. like they did. I th- I feel like they definitely did. Which is I, cool. I'm feel- really glad. That I like they it did. so much. And the reason I um I wanted to talk. Well, I don't. I wasn't previously planning about it about talking about it in relation to fear. But now since you brought up fear, the thing I like about it is how unpretentious it feels. Like mm. what like. Um, it's like it is just it is like skating the line of having too much like sad protagonist cutscene in it for its own good you know what I mean like it is right there but it like they're so short like those those moments are like are, are at or least when the tears of Blazkowicz drop <laughs> at least how far I am in the game now like I don't know like I don't, I don't know if that you know gets, gets worse or whatever but like the amount of played so far I've When I come out of a gameplay segment, I have enjoyed myself enough that, like, they've bought themselves, like, 20 seconds of, like, whatever they do. Sometimes it goes on longer than that, obviously. But, like, um, the it's on top of a game where you're collecting, like... (laughs) <laughs> helmets and shit that just bump your armor up and health that allows yeah. you to go up beyond hundred health. Oh man! So like, take it's, it's, back it's, down it's, it's, over time. It's Wolfensteining.
1: Yeah, fully, it's wo- yeah. Yeah,
3: it's weird, but it fe- it's one well, of the fear f-
1: does that too. I mean, I was surprised playing fear actually because I did not remember that about fear. But it is just to pick up armor and pick up health and then shoot a bunch of guys. Yeah, my memory of fear is not that. My memory of fear is like weird psychological shooter with like you know weird in game cutscene no, pretty discussions and it's, yeah, and it's yeah. just
3: when you get in the yeah. game it's just Wolfenstein. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Wolfenstein Wolfenstein obviously has more of the like sad protagonist cutscene stuff than especially like at big act changes and stuff than Mm -hmm. than like any of those old school games did or than fear does or anything. But like for a modern AAA action game where that stuff seems to be like just required now, like Wolfenstein, the new order, like feels like just the whole experience of it, like the entirety of playing it feels so much less fatiguing to me like mm. i it just feels like the stuff that's in the game is the stuff that's relevant to what this game is like the fact that they're making a game about an alternate past in which the third reich actually conquers the world i'm like okay this is a scenario that like i i will give you that you need to sell some amount of human drama here because it, it, it that would be such a like massively consequential event right which like to me that's more significant than like the just very abstract the entire like the world's gonna blow up or like exterminate a species or something like just the the very like weird high concept um kind of stakes that are common actual specifics in this case though yeah yeah exactly it's like okay yes i know what world war ii is what if that kept going um it's like it's pretty dumb like it's not like it's it's not like a scholarly examination of that premise. Um, but the world building is really good. Like it, I, I understand why the, this, you know, le- former Starbreeze leads are people who made this game. Like the world is sold well to me. The music is really good. Both the um, like original score, which I love. It's, I love the original score in this game. And then also the like recreated pop music um, that, uh, you know, that they like, the weird, goofy... Um, what if 60s music was... was oh, did they end up in, in German? That? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Was that German. talked about? That yeah, was one of the time.
1: very first things I heard about it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: No, no, they did it. It sounds
2: really good. And um, I wonder if that was pushed over the top to being approved because people noticed all the weird pop music in Bioshock Infinite. I
3: know, that's a, that's funny, be, yeah, because
1: yeah, for a while, I don't think we were...
3: you know, Bethesda was going to do it, um, I mean, they just did. simply because of... It's been a big part of the marketing. That's cool. Yeah, it's been in a lot of that's trailers really cool. and stuff um i don't know it's hard it's hard for me to like it's hard for me to explain why this game is working so well for me i'm kind of struggling to like give like a big reason it's it's just that it feels like most of the stuff in the game doesn't feel obnoxious for being in it like you know what i mean which I, in a triple a game at this point is just so rare i'm so accustomed to playing a triple a game that is either like weirdly undirectedly ambitious where it's like this is gonna be it's gonna have so many elements, gonna draw all this stuff in, but it doesn't cohere so into like, like one thing. You're enjoying
2: it without having to feel like you're like either ignoring or sweeping a bunch of perfunctory yes, stuff out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. And
3: then nor am I kept on such a tight leash that I don't feel like I'm even playing it. Like a like a lot of Call of Duty games or something, right? Like it they it just feels like just playing a video game. It just feels like okay. Are there I'm actual play spaces in this no. game that you can wander around yeah, in a way that's not just going yes, down there. Definitely <laughs> like there is a level where you're you're like um, clearing out a kind of Nazi bunker like complex to let your these like um characters who who you know in the story like drive through safely because they're like elderly people and they you know right um and uh, and the first time I did that level. I started to run in. I just like ran in and started shooting and like was killing guys. And then I just had to go. Like I had to actually just physically leave. I couldn't, I had to stop playing the game. So I just, I just quit the game. I'm just like, okay, whatever. I'll just come back and do this again. And then when I came back the second time, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stealth this. And I had a silencer upgrade for my pistol. And I like went through an underground thing. And, um, and, and I, I did the entire, that entire like checkpoint section without being spotted. And I'm like, that's cool. Like there was, I mean, it's like an open courtyard area with multiple structures, an underground part. There's like ladders and staircases that go up and around. There are only like eight, I think eight to 10 enemies in the entire thing. So it would have been totally feasible to just attack them head on. Because this is the kind of game where you can easily take on 10 enemies at once. Um, I was playing on the normal difficulty level. And, uh, but I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. And it felt like the 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 right modulation of like, Lightweight stealth, right? There's, they have the sneak up and knife a guy move that a lot of games have now. Right? Classic knife a guy. You know what I'm talking about? Like a kill move. Yeah. Um, they ha- they have <laughs> they have that a what, Chris? The kill cool move. They have silenced pistol, and but it's not they have kill move. Silenced pistol. It's what it's in this game. It's a video game. knife a guy. It's a video game ass video game. I know. Um, and uh, the way that
2: you're saying that is really funny to me. Sorry.
3: And it's it's like. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a badly implemented stealth game inside their game. It just feels like the level design and the tools available to you in certain cases in the game, it's possible to just be stealthier than you are normally. Right. And like, that's how I felt playing burial us See part two, the like Infinite DLC where like, they didn't like redesign a stealth game. They're just like, here are some things that make stealth and like a little more feasible. And, and that's it. And sometimes it's not, sometimes you just have to fight a bunch of guys and I'm like, okay, that's fine. You're not bullshitting yourself about what your game is. You're just letting me be a little different yeah. from time <clears throat> to time. And I'm totally fine with that. And to play the game normally just feels like I'm playing a classic game where you just shoot a bunch of guys. And I know that to listen to me on the podcast, that doesn't sound like a kind of thing I would enjoy a lot of the time. But if you're not obnoxious about it, I'm totally fine with it. And to play this game, it's was like, this is a game where they're selling the world. Well, the mechanics feel really tight I like you, you have like goofy dual wielding assault rifles and pistols and stuff like it's, I I don't know. It just, it just comes together. It doesn't feel like it's, it's top heavy or, um, like obnoxious. Like I, I, this is what, this is the, basically the kind of attitude I want people to take it's if the new order. If they're <laughs> if they're gonna make like a big shooty AAA game, I'm like, yeah, the, just like the fourth do of do games. it like this. This is this is fine, right? I don't know. I I really like this game. I'm gonna keep playing this game. Cool. I, I'm really surprised by how much I enjoy it. It just it's like a relief to not feel like I'm just bogged down in like over design and, and just all this shit that I feel like afflicts so many modern AAA games.
2: It cracks me up that they made the main character look like the pixel art from Wolfenstein One. <laughs> I, I can't quite deal with it. I kind of hate it, but it's really funny. It's weird. It's Does, weird. Do you see him in cutscenes this yes, a game? Has? Yes. So you see just like, like square the most, face, like McBeef Aryan chin,
3: fucking like beef man McBeef you've ever seen. It is weird. That's another thing that's weird about this game relative to Bloodford He doesn't even look that beefy
2: in any rendering of him other than that
3: little HUD drawing in Wolfenstein 1. In this game, in the actual like oh, in this model, game, character just model, model just that's like... a weird thing because his name was Blaskovich, and like I always sort of just assumed he was supposed to be at least half Jewish based on like the name and the theme of the game, I'm like that's got to be part of the point of it. In this game, he just seriously looks like uber Aryan, th- th- fucking American. Well, he's he's
2: you know that that name goes back a long ways at this point. He's sort of it's just you know,
3: mm. his, well, people c- bring it up in the game all the time. Like people are constantly using that name.
2: I know. I just be like his. His, you're you're judging him aesthetically, but he's gone. This is we have Nazis in space in this game, right? So like he's a. Uh,
3: I'm not judging him. It's just a funny thing to see. Like it's weird. The part, the reason I was bringing it up is because the the kind of modern AAA template for male protagonist is either like stubbly, kind of shaved headed middle aged guy, or kind of young mopey guy with a hood, with like a hoodie. You know what I mean? Like. This guy's not better than that. They're all kind of just stupid. Like, they're all just kind of... This is more like trite. an 80s version of this that. Is, yeah, I mean, this is just the 80s. Like, this is just the default thing if it's the 80s. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't really... It's stupid. It's not like that... It's good or bad. It's nothing. nothing. Um, but, like, the actual game part, um, I really like a lot.
2: You don't like just looking at, at, uh, at BJ Black. I mean, it's like... I,
3: it does... It's, it communicates nothing, right? Like it's. Just Don't like you look at him DC and then just imagine
2: guy. how he's allegedly in continuity Commander Keen's grandpa or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the
3: case? Yeah, yeah. Commander, is, Keen, is Commander Keen is like Billy Blaze. Yeah, because like, so Bj Blaskovic, the guy from the original Wolfenstein 3D, his son becomes like a radio DJ or presenter or something, and like adopts the last name Blaze because it's like. A, right. An easier to market I didn't know this like, part. DJ name, or and if then, I did, then, I know then all the episode, that I guy's son is like Billy Blaze, the actual guy from Commander Keen. What you just said sounded like the Spider-Man trading card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you should have read it in that voice. <laughs> he became a different person. He entirely. became a different person. Commander Keen. Commander Keen. <laughs> but the, in the Spider-Man <laughs> card, it would be like Doom, Doom. Marine. It would Doom. He became a different right. person entirely. Yeah. Doom guy. <laughs> Hi, Doom Guy yep. is just called Doom Guy apparently officially. Yeah. I guess yeah, I mean, that's good. Anyway. Nick would know.
3: Is he Doom Guy? i probably yeah. JP would know. JP would know definitely. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I I'm really enjoying this Wolfenstein game. It's it's cool. I like it. Cool. We have reader mail. Uh, yes, we do. It's time for reader mail. Oops.
2: Yeah. No, no, no I've actually my is, microphone. Ruining his microphone. <laughs> If you have a question for us, write us <laughs> at questions at idlethumbs.net. While I adjust my, my microphone that I've
3: now ruined. So, Andrew Van Herrick writes, player responsibility in Watchdogs." Just is this going to be a takedown of our Watchdogs conversation? Hopefully. Um, just listening to the podcast this week, I'm an English teacher who's been analyzing and overanalyzing this stuff for too long. I finally felt the urge to write in. Um, I spent a lot of college, half reading texts and sharing opinions about them. I think this Watchdog discussions is, discussion is off though, not because it's without experience, but because of presumptions players are making as well. Watchdogs matters to me because it's the first major game while set in my city, even if I'm more of a suburban brat. But it also matters because it's doing something different. I've been tooling around in the game for a few hours, and I admit I accidentally ran over a person. Cars are hard, but I've not shot at anyone. I tried dropping a crane loan on a guy in the first mission, infiltration mission, but died soon after. In my cannon run through, which I have a little trouble excusing the open world existence from since it is more a passageway than a story beat. I've not killed anyone yet. I'm on mission three, so I'm sure there could be loads of murdering that happened, but not yet. On that infiltration mission, I tried many of the usual methods of stealthing around until I realized I could hack into a camera feed another from there, hack a security guy, dig into the encrypted system with his key, and neither kill nor alert, alert anyone that I was even there. I was literally one step inside the compound, hiding behind a box this whole time. It's not terribly new, but the context, context is the promise of this game. Our connected world is a victimless weapon. The game may force me to shoot and murder. It makes you buy an automatic weapon before that mission. Sure, it may decide the best use of mechanics is forcing me to integrate them, but that's the joy here. Since I chose to make Watch Dogs the game I wanted it to be, I felt better about the experience. I could make all the choices to turn this game into GTA V with an iconic cap, but I wanted something more and took it. I felt like the gamerati deciding to deride what could have been without acknowledging the potential of what is as a problem. It's a cynicism that disturbs me. Play the game. It's got some interesting stuff to it. Cheers, Android. Andrew. P.S. Why does Chicago have mountains surrounding it and Wrigleyville appears to be underwater? I don't know. Anyway, I thought it'd be good to read, the Matrix. A, to read a to uh, read a response to some of our Watchdog stuff.
2: Yeah, no, that's good. I know. Um, Did you guys? I I, I follow the you guys all. You follow Bennett Foddy on Twitter, right? The uh-huh. developer of yeah. Clop and Sports Friends. He was tweeting a bunch as he was playing Watchdogs, and he had the same response as Andrew for a ton of it. But then I think he got like five or six hours in and said, "Whoops, now I actually have to kill people, or I the game won't, oh, won't let me progress." But it sounds like there is a sure if you if you deliberately force the game to be engaged on these terms, you can get a, a ways into it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Do 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 So we. <laughs> uh, I'll actually hear, let's read this.
2: Um, you skirting around Waluigi for a yeah, second? Yeah, yeah.
3: Because there's, there's a bunch of it, so I want to make sure I, I, I accurately gauge how much how much email to read here. Um. Chris McQuinn Before says, "Before it's Waluigi time." Chris McQuinn says, um, "Hi, thumbs. I've loved the show for eons. You're swell folks. I have a comment about a recent show where there was an insinuation that puns and games were of less noble quality than those done in face-to-face conversation. I wanted to offer another perspective on puns and games. At our studio during development, everyone will put in place, uh, everyone will put in placeholder game conversations on a whim while carrying out another task, and this usually ends up being final game conversation. This is almost an asynchronous conversation that is occurring between team members." Our games are often pun-heavy, and these are not created in a meeting but on the fly while someone is coding a boss fight or designing a puzzle. The puns aren't discovered by the rest of the studio until someone happens to play through that section, and the surprise and punniness of the moment is often fresh because it does feel in the moment as though it appeared in a conversation. I would caution against developers refraining from using puns that are created in this manner because the results can be awesome, in my opinion. I included an example. During the creation of the uh, Jaguar-Javier boss fight in Guacamelee, Alex, our programmer, was exhausted from coding. And decided to make a randomizer of cat puns that appear every time the player punches the defeated boss. I've attached a picture of all the possible pun outcomes. And this is and to say this is one of the funnier, funnier Easter eggs the game has, and was certainly not created artificially. Keep up the top notch work, Chris M. Uh, Drinkbox Studios. Um, yeah, I mean, I like. I think if you're making a game where that is what the world feels like, that's totally you know, that kind of thing is totally appropriate. Um, like a thing this reminds me of is. Um, I was reading an interview about um, uh, or a preview or something about Costume Quest Two, which Double Fine is working on right now, and um, like I liked Costume Quest a lot, and I'm I think I'm excited to play uh, another Costume Quest game. And one of the costumes in Costume Quest Two is Candy Corn, and the like just sort of an inherent joke of. So I mean, if you guys know the concept of of. Um, of costume quest it's that these like kids are going trick-or-treating on halloween and then the like they encounter these crazy like troll monster things and they you basically play kind of jrpg style turn-based combat where the kids don their halloween costumes and sort of like transform in their imaginations into the things that they're dressed up as like a crazy unicorn or like, like giant transformer giant or transformer like an animated statue of liberty or whatever and um uh, and one of the costumes in Costume Quest 2 apparently is Candy Corn and it just does literally nothing. Like, your character is 100% ineffectual while wearing the Candy Corn costume. It's just a joke costume. And apparently every single time, like, when, if so you have a party of three, and when you when you're playing in a turn-based combat in the game and it gets to the character's turn it would be who's wearing Candy Corn, it just says something like, candy corn is going to sit this one out and it just skips that player. And that's it. That's their whole turn. And, and like, apparently in the, inter- in the interview, they said double fine wants there to be like somewhere in the neighborhood of 1000 lines that like can be randomly for the candy chosen corn skip from, turn. for like the candy corn, skip corn. Yeah. Like the candy corn, skip corn. <laughs> one of them was like candy corn has nothing to prove. And then it's a skip, like just stuff like that. Right. And that's like, um, similarly also from double fine, I guess. Um, I guess as, as a studio, I know very well for obvious reasons. Um, in uh, uh, Broken Age, Part One, um, when you know early, very early in in Shay's world, which is like the boy character in that game, um, you like go through this kind of daily routine, and one of the things you do is eat your morning cereal, and uh, your like mother like ship AI thing offers you the kind these kinds of cereal, and you can keep declining the cereal she offers you. And as long as you keep declining, the game will keep just suggesting new kinds of space-themed. You yeah, can like twenty serials, like Cinemoons, and yeah, you go through dozens of these things. That it's like you keep thinking it's going to run out, and then it keeps suggesting another name. And like the joke is in the kind of extreme repetition of the thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that like, and you know, this person who wrote in talked about like basically just
2: every time you hit pun, this boss, you get another crazy you get, joke, like, another yeah. cat
3: pun, right? Like cat. So I mean, yeah, yeah if I. I I don't think that stuff can't work at all. I mean, obviously, like... There's there's not really anything that can't work in any game. It just has to make sense in the, you know... Turret sequences? Turret sequences. God, I didn't talk about this with Wolfenstein. <laughs> the The reason it took me, like, what? Two uh, games went out for a couple weeks now? Yeah. The reason it took me so long to play that game is because I start Like, the day it came out, Um, I started playing it with Ali Moss, actually, and, like, and we sat there and we played through the beginning of that game and it was so boring. It was just the like run to the thing, like click on the thing, turn off the engine, like run here, oh no, scripted sequence, oh my god, turret, like it's just the shittiest version of it. Did a it literally open to the turret sequence? No, it opens with a like run here, run there, run okay. there. I was going to say the only way that
2: it seems like you could justify a turret sequence at the at the very beginning of a game like that is because you want to teach someone the look mechanic without
3: teaching them the move mechanic but
0: if you have yeah, the you move and all look that first, first and then you yeah. put them in a
3: turret, yeah. Yeah, what's the point? It's just, I don't know. I hate that stuff. And it and it, what's, what's weird is that there are a lot of modern first-person shooters, especially kind of big cinematic kind of action game style shooters, where all that stuff you do at the beginning of Wolfenstein would be totally appropriate training, right? Like, there are a lot of modern shooters that are just, you're basically on rails, you're basically going through a bunch of, like, quick-time events and turret sequences, that's not what this game is. Like once you actually get into the game, it's like a fairly classic style shooter with like really good level design and, you know, like fun encounters. And all that stuff at the beginning is just totally irrelevant to what the entire rest of the game is. And so, Sweet. yeah, and it was weird. Um, so it was, I was really, I think the beginning of that game was quite poor, but but it's okay because I ended up going back to it and re. I had to play through it again because I did that first part at home. Or at the office, and then I went back at home. Yeah, I had to play
0: your favorite part twice. Yeah, you just, got to excuse
3: yeah. me. But um, but I um, mean, yeah. After that, once you're actually in the game part, it's really good. Cool. Yeah. This uh, one's for Nick. Uh, what is it? Which one? No, I just
2: wanted Nick to respond <laughs> to a bit. Of hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I love her. Dear Nick, let me tell you the origins of Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I don't know if we're ready for that yet. Well, here's one real quick that I can answer. Jordan Pearson says, "Is Jake singing one of the harmonies in the new theme song?" Thanks, Jordan from Ontario. No,
2: I'm not. But Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother That's and Me true. is.
3: That's true. He was one of the very first people to send in um, community like backup vocals was Justin McElroy from My Brother, My Brother and Me in Polygon. Um, who's a really awesome guy. I'm sure most of you really, like listening know who he is. Um, he's in there. So is uh, so is um, uh, David Pittman. Ian McKellen. The... No. Yeah. <laughs> so is David Pittman who's making. Um, the, uh, who made Eldritch and is yeah now making Neonstruct, which is the fortunately renamed uh, yeah. title, title of a game that was previously called Die Ogendervalt or something. Yeah, now it's or called Neonstruct. Like, yeah, it's like a I crazy day I was really, really glad th- when he renamed that game. What? I was so glad when he renamed it. I know, it. me too. Uh, um, we've talked, I've talked about it on the podcast a bit, but you probably don't remember what I was talking about because the name is so crazy. But now it's called Neonstruct, which totally sounds like the kind of sound like thing that is yeah. what it is. Um, so that's good. I think the ogre's belt is still the subtitle. Yeah, which is fine. You want people to be able to search for it still. Um, So now we have like a suite of emails about Waluigi that I guess I'll just start reading. (laughs) I don't know. It
2: feels like in honor of the ode to Waluigi last week. I think people were now explaining because we read that Waluigi poem and because we all watched Waluigi get destroyed uh, by Luigi repeatedly in GIF form. Yeah, we were given a lot of Waluigi information.
3: So the first one is a request, but I'll, this one will be quick. Good even, This is from Matthew Merced. Um, Good evening, gentlemen. Would it be possible for you to get Alex Ashby to read The Ode to Waluigi? That would be super great. On a side note, whenever you read someone's email reading ethnic brecken, I hear ethnic brecken and strange images flash through my brain. Am I the only one who hears that? No. No. <laughs> Thanks. Keep up the great work and look forward to Firewatch. Matt from Long Island. So I mainly wanted to read this because I want it on the record that we should get Alex Ashby to read The Ode to Waluigi. That seems fine. Because. Well, I don't know why wouldn't we? Um, it's sort of written in Shakespeare, intended Shakespearean style, um,
2: and Alex is a noted Shakespearean actor. He was sort of
3: born in Shakespearean style. Yeah. <laughs> he might as well, yeah, exactly. His his, so you his, hear, his voice was composed in. Yeah, Shakespearean,
1: you hear ethnic Brecken uh, a lot, Nick? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I've heard that before, though. Many people apparently hear that.
2: Do something real quick here before we go to the next. Thing. I think I, I should it, probably Google ethnic Brecken in quotes and just see. That's uh, fine. See what we get. Go for it um you can prepare yourself for waluigi i'm pre- i'm fully
3: prepared you don't know if i'm prepared no what what would you what would make you think i'm not i read it already <laughs> what what does that mean i'm just saying read it chris Nick's being,
2: well, you're being weird. I- there are three results for ethnic Brecken. One is a tweet that says, ethnic Brecken, ethnic Brecken, ha 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 ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one from a website called Talking Time. It says, Babu Season 2, Idle Thumbs is back. And then it says, then I realized something. It was the original Idle Thumbs trio, Chris, Jake, and ethnic Brecken. Um, <laughs> and then someone on the Something Awful forums says, I am literally incapable of not thinking ethnic Brecken. And... <laughs> uh evoking an incredibly insensitive mental image
3: well yep now it's stored. none
2: of the rest of us either. I, um <laughs> I should have stopped the line earlier i didn't know all
3: right so ben Beeb writes waluigi origins hey thumbs i don't know if you've discussed this in the past but i wanted to share the creation of the much beloved waluigi First off, Waluigi's creation stems from Wario needing a doubles partner in Mario Tennis for the N64. Most of the cast had sensible partners to team up with based on relationships <laughs> so and allegiances in past games. But Wario, Wario had no one to was wolf. created. Yeah. Designer <laughs> Fumihide Aoki promos- proposed the creation of Waluigi to Shigeru Miyamoto and they began designing the character. It should be noted that Wario and Waluigi's names stem, stem from the Japanese word R- Warui meaning bad. I don't know if I'm obviously I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. The, the idea for a Warui version of Peach, Waru-Peachy, was considered but later dismissed by Miyamoto. <laughs> Lastly, I want to share She exists this- on DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah, yes. Later, I want. Lastly, I want to share this excerpt from the Mario Wiki regarding the unconfirmed relation of Wario and Luigi. While Waluigi is Luigi's answer to Mario's rival Wario, the exact relationship between Wario and Waluigi is somewhat ambiguous. Various resources state that they are brothers, such as the European Mario Kart DS site which calls Waluigi Wario's weird sibling in the information for the Waluigi pinball track. (laughs) On the other hand, one of the trivia notes of the DS version of Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games states that Waluigi and Wario are actually cousins, and Waluigi's Super Smash Bros. Melee trophy says that him being related to Wario is unconfirmed. Charles Martinet, who voices both characters, claims that they are just two evil guys who found each other, and Wario refers to him as his, quote, traitor friend in Mario Super Sluggers. While the two friend? sometimes bicker, overall their relationship is a positive one, sharing good <laughs> chemistry in the baseball games and often teaming up in sports events and in Mario Kart Double Dash. As for my question, when will Waluigi achieve video fame? Keep up the great work thumbs, Ben Beebe pronounced BB. Oh, sorry, Ben Beebe. Well, obviously the answer to that is this week. This week. Mario <laughs> uh, achieved Waluigi- video
2: fame as the target of Luigi's yes. scorn, though. Yeah, well... He was, he, can get. He, was, he, he was created to, to, to give an existing character a
3: part tennis. Yes. <laughs> so Waluigi's video fame starts now. Yeah. Finally, George Leek writes, Walupedia. Hi, Thumbs. Long time, first time. After your recent discussions about Waluigi, who is the worst? I was bored at work and <laughs> looked him up on Wikipedia. There are some real gems on that page that if you already haven't seen, you need to know. Here are my favorite fact Ouija's. Charles Martin at the Walu... Oh, my God. He's got to quit this. Charles Martinet, the voice of Waluigi, (laughs) described him as someone who has a lot of self-pity so would cheat to win. Waluigi's self-pity is a recurring theme on his wiki page, a fact that does nothing for Waluigi's (laughs) self-esteem. His name is a portmanteau of the Japanese word bad, Warui, okay, yeah, and the name of Luigi, Luigi, hence a bad Luigi. I live in Japan, so I can exclusively reveal that Warui is the Japanese word for bad. Unfortunately, not an exclusive reveal on this episode of Idle Thumbs. Sorry, this is the Waluigi episode. Martinet says that Waluigi feels like, always feels like everything goes right for everyone but him, hence his deep wells of self-pity. In any ball game, Waluigi has the ability to summon a body of water and swim towards the ball, a trait described by IGN as baffling. IGN.com. He is the same age as Luigi. Martinet does not know if Wario and Waluigi are brothers, but he does believe they are two nice evil guys who found each other, so this is clearly yeah. known. He's the main antagonist in Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix. He plans to what? Hy- <laughs> he plans. He pl- okay, this, this, this is where Waluigi Puppet Master came yes, from. Yes, has to be. Yes. Well, I don't know if it is where it came from, but it is definitely proves that that should be made. He plans to hypnotize the world with his dancing in order to cause chaos.
2: <sighs> he needs to be in Smash Brothers. Yes. Yeah, he really does. Um, Luigi's dance, like when Luigi gets the Smash Ball in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. He does this weird, like psychedelic dance where oh, he yeah, twirls that weird around. her, So imagine if yeah. Waluigi also was in this game and had his like fucking dark Waluigi version of that. His really dark, where like his dark pattern causes past. people to go
3: bonkers, disco dancing yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Masahiro Sakurai, the director of Smash Brothers, stated that that Waluigi is not a playable fighter, saying just because you try hard doesn't mean you'll make it into battle. This does nothing <laughs> for Waluigi's self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> no oh crushed my hopes immediately He's just always in the here like, follows, audience of every smash brawl here follows sad. some choice quotes from the reception section of the wiki page um taking note that one particular editor seems to have a special dislike of waluigi all right here we go quote one of the most unimportant characters in video game history game daily <laughs> quote lame villain games radar quote Waluigi, the worst character ever, Henry Gilbert of Games Radar. His creation was, quote, Plunging to the bottom of the intellectual barrel, Henry Gilbert of Games Radar. Quote, Disgustingly tall and thin, Henry Gilbert of Games Radar. Quote, Less than legitimate, Henry Gilbert of Games Radar. And finally, Feature in the list of 10 video game characters who look like sex offenders, Complex 2013. <laughs> I don't know what Waluigi that, did to help him like Gilbert. That no list for his right self-esteem on. either. <laughs> but it seems clear to me that many of Waluigi's feelings of self-pity and general low self-esteem can probably be traced back to Gilbert, who may ultimately be the true villain of Nintendo's Mario Brothers series of video games. He has also described Wario as a fat ass. I hope you've enjoyed these facts as much as I did. A huge fan love the podcast. Fuck Nick. Have a great day. Good, kind regards, George Leak. <laughs> Man, yeah. I've learned more about Waluigi than I thought it was possible to learn about. (laughs) I know.
2: I did not know that this many Waluigi facts existed. Now I know. Now I really want Waluigi in the new Smash Brothers. Yeah. And I know that it's not going to happen. Apparently. Yeah. Because the creator of Smash Brothers just (laughs) Just because you feel sorry for yourself doesn't doesn't mean you get a spot with you (laughs) know. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. Man. Hmm. Fucking. Never mind. Um.
2: Is that it? I think that might be it. That's probably everything. Cool. Yeah, thank you guys for listening to this podcast.
3: Uh... <laughs> yes, Jake?
2: You have something to say? Oh, I wanted to thank Nature Box for sponsoring this episode of Idle Thumbs. Nature Box uh, is a snack subscription service that sends delicious snacks to your home or office. Uh, If you visit naturebox.com slash thumbs, you get 50% off your first box. Thanks, NatureBox. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome.
3: You shut it down. I did. You're welcome. Nick is welcome. Anytime on Idle Thumbs. At idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. Write us at questions at idlethumbs.net.
4: Yeah, that's all, that's all you should
2: do. <laughs> I actually want to know if you agree with this or not. Before this okay. might not be for the podcast or not, but okay. uh, like I can see where it's coming from, but I'm not entirely sure if I agree. Okay. Um, I got a text from Dana Apropos of nothing in the middle of the day a couple days ago. Yeah, that said, uh, I feel like the center of the Venn diagram of Jeff Goldblum's and Barack Obama's speech patterns is larger than you may think.
3: Huh. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that's. A, I think that's a. That's an, an accurate observation.
2: observation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I made a slight goldblum noise, and then I was remo-
3: like, my brain went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. It's like they definitely uh there's definitely big yeah there's the the pause patterning is yeah it's the us and the deliberateness yeah 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 the deliberateness while you're also
2: feeling like the sentence is being formed on the fly in pieces
3: exactly but without filler right you know because everyone forms their sentences on the fly but most people's got some filler that's true "Ah, because that's true yeah i feel like obama has a version of that too though it's just not as yeah, nerdy weirdness. It's not. It's not as awesome. Yeah, but no, I think that's. I think that's really a good point. Okay, good.
2: Yeah. So that was our closing <laughs> fact of this episode. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah. They had like Fig Newton type ones that were really good, but They're the Box. They're Fig was... Newtons, Daddy.
4: Huh.